When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to DraftKings Network. Ortiz fights it off center field. Damon running to the plate, and he can keep on running to New York. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. I can't circle. I don't have my telestrator today, but here comes a pizza. See it? This is our fucking city, and nobody gonna dictate our freedom. Stay strong. <coughs> Jesus. What, what the was fuck was that? I don't know. I start choking. <laughs> I, I was just as scared as you guys were. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Jake, we're starting the podcast there. Welcome back to the Name Redacted Podcast, America's most beloved podcast, the most downloaded Red Sox podcast in the world. Uh, Tyler, you just choked like a, like a kid would choke. It happens. There's plenty like, of people like, who go like through a, this. Like a, like a toddler would like accidentally inhale a Skittle and be like, <coughs> and then they get scared. Like they're going to die, but like, they'll be fine. Like that's what you just did. Uh, listen, I had a little leftover water in my mouth and I kind of went to breathe and swallow at the what same time. What do you mean time? leftover water? You, <laughs> you put water, you put, you drink the fucking water all at the same time. Like no one saves some for later when they drink from a water bottle. I I was trying to time it out. I knew the podcast was about to start and I wanted to feel refreshed right when you start going. So yeah, I try to meet somewhere in the middle. Clearly, I can't do anything right. I can't go to Red Sox games. No. I can't do shit. Yeah, the season's over, by the way. Red Sox season's over, and it's because of Tyler Milliken. Fuck you. Uh, no, no, no. Like, we're going we're gonna to run through this because it's a fact, first of all. Um, Coley, roughly, how many times would you say you've seen the movie Titanic? Uh, probably seven. I'm not a freak like you. Well, but- I mean, I was going to say, I was going to, I was going to say, like, approaching double digits close to, which the answer is yes. Around that, I mean, we're old, Jerry. We we had the double VHS. Like it was Correct. hard to rewatch old. that. Very. Now, old. Although I will say, like two weeks ago, I scrolled every streaming service, like all of them: Prime, Paramount, fucking the, the cock, all yeah. of them. And then I get on Netflix. This took like forty five minutes of just scrolling titles, and I finally see Titanic. I press play. Mariah, who I love dearly, uh-huh. the second I, I click, I was nope. And I was like, what? You, you've said nothing this entire excursion through every single one. She was just like, that's not a good movie to fall asleep to. I said, incorrect. It, for, for the first she's 80% right. of- No, she's hold right. On, hold she's on. Right. No, 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 no. For the first 80% of that movie, it's a lovely cruise. It's a lovely <laughs> scenic cruise. And I'm long asleep by the time shit goes down. All right. Let, let's ask a real question. It's not a movie though. that you can just start and then like not finish, though. Like I feel like oh, it's easy. a mission. Like you you put it on and you're like, fuck. Now I'm invested, and you've got to you've got to go three hours strong. You have to. No, 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 no. I know the ending. 
<laughs> everyone knows the ending. It doesn't matter. You still have like once you get invested, it sucks you right back in. Anyways, all this to say, what are you going to say, Tyler? Coley. Now, I, I don't want to take a step ahead here because I'm going to know the answer here. And I know I'm going to be right. When she said no to the Titanic, you guys flipped to Disney Plus and you put on High School Musical one, two or three. I'm not picky, but one of them. Did you not? <laughs> I've never seen any of those. No attention to. Are you are you fucking kidding me? Shout no. out to the people that let me know I was very right about that over the last couple of days, There's, by the way. So it's a double whammy here. And I, let me explain this to Coley because he doesn't know how much you've ruined my life in this season. Um, <laughs> it's your fault. Tyler. Tyler lives here. Right. Like he lives in the state of Mass, the great state of Massachusetts, the Commonwealth, as they call mm-hmm. it. Uh, he's gone to two games all fucking year, neither of them with me. But he went to the Toronto Blue Jays series, which is, as I described, when the Red Sox hit the iceberg. And he went to the Houston Astros series, which is when the ship finally had succumbed to the iceberg damage uh, sinking beneath the waves. He is directly responsible for the Red Sox season ending, uh, having been to both of those series and only those two series. In addition to that, uh, last episode, I can't remember why we got on the subject. I feel like it always goes back. We're very much a Titanic heavy uh, baseball podcast, Mm -hmm. but we started talking about my heart will go on and I started singing and Tyler was maintaining that High School Musical is a better movie than Titanic and that the soundtrack (laughs) is better than Titanic. Both of those things are asinine. One song. Uh, one song. That's all I got to say. Both of those song. things are asinine. So I made a deal with Tyler because I've never seen High School Musical. I'm not knocking it. I, I recognize how wildly successful it was. But Titanic doubled up the best of the three. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Titanic made, like, over, like, two and a quarter billion dollars worldwide. Uh, and I said, if, if the Red Sox win the series against Houston, uh, I, you can pick any song from high school musical that you want to perform live on the podcast, they were promptly swept. Like the universe said, <laughs> the, the universe said, we don't even want you to consider letting Tyler sing a single verse of a single song from high school musical. I, so I, in a way, the attendance sunk the season attempting to sing on this podcast, ruin the season. Like there's just not a whole lot left that Tyler could have done that could have sunk the Red Sox even lower than they already are right now. I'll be real. I know I don't bring good luck wherever I go. I, I have a history of this. I, death surrounds me as we go back to Bullet. We understand that. And I showed up to Fenway. I tried to have a good time. I was loose. I wasn't trying to overdo it. You know, I, I had a couple adult beverages. I had three or four hot dogs with a sausage thrown in there. there I tried go. to do everything. Shut up. I tried to do everything I could to set the tone. And it just it started decently. It was it was a nice beginning, but yeah, by the end of the night, it was it was a dark place. But everyone says I got to go to more games. This is what you fucking get. So don't ask. No, less games. Uh, you, what less games. what go series ahead, did you go to uh, in the Celtics playoffs now that we're talking about it? Oh, no, <laughs> this is a good take. Uh, I was in the heat series. Yes. Oh, my <laughs> Christ, dude. I was there at a great point, though, arguably the the highest level of happiness during that series. So that counts for something. You were not there during the Derek White tipping. I know that. Oh, for fair a fact. point. Fair point. Hand up. Fair point. I don't know what else Ooh. I can do. Should I ask for forgiveness? Did you no, go to like the Giants Patriots Super Bowls? Both of them? <laughs> uh, not that I was aware of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. Um, Good Lord. I feel bad. 
I mean, I feel bad for you, Tyler. Like, I Thank know you. what it feels like to be a jinx. Like, when I when I go in the Nesson booth and the Red Sox give up a home run, like, I get a million tweets about people saying that I'm a jinx. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, that's not true. It's a coincidence. Coley, it's a coincidence. Coley. Ah. It was like the first time you spoke in that booth and the other team just started hitting rockets all over yeah. the field. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough it is, scene. It is kind of shitty, like, when you think about it. It's so shitty. <laughs> yeah. like, And the crazy part is there was one appearance that they gave up no runs when I was in the booth. The following inning, Tanner Houck gave up six runs. So, like, it was very close, <laughs> very close to being – Way worse than it already is. I was so happy the first time you were up there this season, you and OB talking socks, talking box, mm-hmm. and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden it was just run after run. I said, mm-hmm. oh, no, you got to yeah. get them out. I don't care how long of a lifelong dream this is. I don't care how yeah. proud I am. This fucking stinks. Be you. Did you did you see the Instagram post that I had about Pedroia? I must have. My most my most recent appearance, uh, it was against the Mets the night that like Fenway Park was flooding. And uh, I think Nimmo hit a home run and Pedroia was like, get the fuck out of the box. (laughs) 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 Get out of the booth. At least you get that, though. At least you get people who are like, you know, someone like Dustin Pedroia tells you to fuck off. No one's telling me to fuck off like that. Everyone just gives me this look of disgust. I am every day. You didn't even believe I was at Fenway. You, you, I didn't. I still don't. Dude, you posted a picture like he <laughs> Google image search like Fenway Park. Where do you think the Jersey yellow Street. picture came from? I don't know. You probably Google search it. You're a weirdo. Oh, you, oh, yeah. you follow like 8,000 people. You follow 8,000 people on Twitter. You probably just like saved it from someone else tweeting it out. Find the image. Find it. I dare you. I have why, my bad why bunny Why is thing. it so hard for you to take a picture? of Fenway? I went last night with my family. We took a picture together. I'm not photogenic. Very nice photo. Very Thank nice you. photo. Thank you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You're photogenic. Uh, I'll give you your credit. I, you know, I take a That's picture. Being attractive. Oh, Try it. Okay. I, I look good in motion. I don't look good with no motion. Okay. If I'm in passing, I kind of look cool. I wore all black for people who did see me. I look slim. When do you not? When do you not wear all black? All right. Well, it's slimming. It's what's wrong with slimming clothing. Coley's wearing all black right now. I am. I got the shield on. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's that. It's that simple. I don't know what else you want. Listen, I'm just saying. It's a little sus that you have all this criticism about how you never go to Fenway and he only imagine like like they never produced the Osama bin Laden photos. Like we're just taking the government at their word that they killed the guy. We have no idea. I mean, he's probably dead most most likely, but we have no idea what happened there. Like you just took a random picture of Jersey Street and that's the proof that we have to go on that you were at the game. Do you want to see my my bank statements from the money spent that night, Mr. Caravas? Yeah, honestly, I do. I can go get my phone in a second. I have the bad yeah. bunny bobblehead too. Okay, and we have we all have eBay. It's true. Seventy five dollars. I was looking into it in case you know we there was five of us. We had a lot of bad bunny bobbleheads to get rid of. Yeah, I completely forgot that last night was bad bunny night. I was there. I didn't get one. It's it was up. the night before, right? Oh, I don't know. Friday. I was there for <laughs> Monday. Monday. <laughs> I have no idea. I think it, like last night was like Italian Jersey night or whatever the fuck. Yeah, it was. Last night yeah. was Italian. Oh, night. my dad was pissed. He didn't get one. Pissed. <laughs> he looked pissed in the picture Alan posted. Oh, yeah. He's just leaning over the railing like, I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> I can't believe I, I went to this game without getting an Italian Red Sox jersey. 
He was pumped. He was pumped, though, because the, the dude down on uh, Jersey Street was playing uh, Frank Sinatra. He's like, he basically just hung out there the whole time. He's like, I, I was like, I'll listen to Frank instead of watch this, this garbage ass baseball team. <clears throat> P.U. What a what a uh, what a bad baseball team. But uh, anyways, college football fans, are you ready for week one? <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with can't miss offers to start the season strong. I can't even like talk about football. I get like I get so irritated when people are like, bro, Red Sox. Like I still have to talk about this godforsaken team for the next month. I hate it. Like the season's over and I still have to talk about the Red Sox for the next month. But I'm going to be tweeting about these games that I don't care about, that I don't want to be watching. And all the replies are going to be like, bro, it's football season. Bro, move on to football. The Patriots are just as mid. The Patriots are just as mid. And and if that fan base wants to act like it's different, I'm sorry. You're not. Yeah, the same fucking draft pick this past year as the Red Sox. Let's be real. And you feel like your roster isn't properly supported financially. All right. So how different are we really? We're not. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on college football and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Anything can happen in college football. Your team could go from unranked to dynasty mode in just a couple of years. Change comes fast. The only thing that's a lock is a great offer from the DraftKings Sportsbook. Life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. When they bet just $5 on college football, only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code Jared. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. So, Coley's here. Uh, the end of the season is here. I stand by my analogy. The I mean, people were coming at me for pulling the plug way too early. I pretty much nailed this season to a T where I circled this stretch of games, the Yankees, the Astros, the Dodgers, the Astros. By the end of that stretch, you will know you're in it or the season's over. Pretty like I understand that they played another baseball game today that they lost. Last night was when the season was like officially like console, like it was done done. Um Tom Karen I don't know if you've heard of his theory. It makes a thousand percent sense. It's a good. It's a great theory. If you are uh, more games back than there are weeks remaining in the season, that's when you know the season's over. And right now, there was seven and a half back with four weeks to go. It's over. When it was six and a half with four weeks to go, it was over. So, like we've known, it was. It should be over for for quite a little bit here. But uh, that gauntlet of I mean, the Yankees are not a good baseball team. They're not a serious franchise, but we didn't know that at the beginning of the year. Uh, but the Houston Dodger Houston stretch, you go three and seven uh, seasons over. That's a wrap. But again, when I tweeted out the death certificate after getting swept by the Blue Jays, what message did that send? Doogie's late. He's benched. The Red Sox get swept. They didn't show up for the biggest uh, series of the season at the time. I mean, I feel like 
I don't know. I still feel like it, people were talking about this this Houston series at Fenway is the biggest series of the season. I still think it was that Toronto series where they got swept. Didn't show up. And uh, yeah, like that, that was really it. Like it was kind of like, it was kind of like that was the the gunshot wound, but you were pronounced dead later. Like this was, now you're pronounced dead. But it was really that Toronto series that I look back on. Despite, you know, the feel-good series in the Bronx, like that was great. It was great to come up for air. It was kind of like you woke up, you came out of the coma, you thought it was going to be good, and then you flatline. Now you're dead. Like they are dead with a month ago. They They came within one day. They came within one day of playing some meaningful baseball in the month of September. Ultimately, didn't get there. They did not make it to September while still being a relevant baseball team. I think it was it was the Toronto series, the Seattle series right after the deadline where they go one and two in that series. The Washington uh, series when you were like still needing to absolutely series. dominate like and you well, get that's, two out of three from them. Come on. That's the point, larger point I was building to even before this stretch of really good teams. They played swill and didn't take advantage of that. If you're not going to win the easy ones, you're certainly not going to do better against the good teams. Kansas City, would they split with? Or was that Detroit? Like they, the fact that I'm even questioning it, like they should have been sweeping these teams. And I know you can't, much to Jake's chagrin, sweep every series, but those are the teams. Like it, win those ones. And then if you drop, if you split with Houston, you're like, all right, that's great. If you do drop two out of three of the dots, it's like, okay, at least that's the NL. And then this series, I, <laughs> this series, they never even really tried. And I know some people were mad at Cora for subjecting uh, Bearclaw to to that shit. But it's like, look, when like as as much as people want to shit on the pitching, I feel like the lineup's been not great with guys on base. I'm talking zero one outs, multiple ducks on the pond. We got guys swinging three zero, popping out like. What are we doing? We have not been able – Christian Javier, I think, is a good pitcher. He's not having his best season. We let him off the hook back-to-back weeks. He was bad both those games. I believe he got wins in both of those games because we would get traffic and we wouldn't push anyone across. If it weren't for Duvall these last two weeks, I don't know how we would have scored runs. That That's the reality. And I think when you go back and you look at that July into August, like you said, Coley, and really the start of that Blue Jays series, the minute this team wasn't able to have a day off every single week, sometimes two days off, that's what kept the pitching staff afloat. They could give everyone extra days. It was the Brian Bayos of the world who clearly is starting to hit a little bit of a wall here. Understandably, it's his first full big league season. We know James Paxson's ERA is over nine on regular rest right now. Cutter can't go more than 85 pitches and, you know, they're terrified to even think. And then you have Chris Sale, who's been on a pitch limit until recently, his last start, and Tanner Houck as well. And I think there's fair question if you want to go and say, well, should they have put Nick Pavetta in there because you knew you would have got more pitches? I don't know. It's a conversation to be had. But when you look at the Red Sox bullpen, they're fourth in innings this year, 542, third in the AL this month. It's a 640 ERA in August. How crazy is it to think that between the bullpen and rotation, I think the bullpen has thrown three less innings compared to the rotation this month. You some, can't, of that has, some of that has to be Pavetta, though. Yeah, that, that is part of it. But that is kind of the overall point when your starters outside of Brian, Brian Bayo are averaging 4.2 innings pitch you're going to hit a wall. It was only so long you could kind of maintain that. And when you have 16 games in 16 days, that's where the Kyle Bearclaw thing happens. And I'll put my hand up. Like during that game, I was like, all right, 
what the fuck are we doing? Because Josh Winkowski had thrown 20 pitches on Saturday, pitched once in four days. Nick Pavetta last through Friday, and it was 36 pitches. Those were fair questions in game. We find out now they weren't medically cleared. And Josh Winkowski's thrown the third most innings out of all relievers in baseball. That's a legit thing. Like, you can't ask much more out of him. And we know what Nick Pavetta's done for this team, changing roles in a multitude of ways. But... Yeah, after the game, what do you want Alice Cora to do? He didn't have any other pitchers available. Like, like that's reality. So, yeah, go eat shit after you're in that spot. If you can't have anyone, he said it's Chris Martin, it's Kenley Jansen, and Bearclaw. Figure it out. You look at Chris Sale. You need to be better. And that's what it really comes down to. He threw over 90 pitches. And when you lean on these kind of guys, this was what was going to happen to you. You only have so many bullets. I thought they'd make it a little bit farther with some fresher arms in the mix. But it ended up being their downfall because the rotation couldn't keep you know, just getting to 100 pitches, you can't get five innings. It's crazy. I think they have the first most bullpen innings since the All-Star break, too. And again, a lot of that's in, in the AL. In the AL, excuse me. Yeah, the um, Giants lead. But I, I again, even with the, the Bear Claw thing, I don't think Core obviously doesn't leave him out there to die like he did. But if they if the Red Sox jump Javier early, that whole game changes. Same thing last week. If, if the one, the only game I was even a little upset with core, like how core went about it. He tried to get too much out of cutter against the Dodgers. He put him out there to face Freeman and Betts uh, for that third. Even time with that, the order. even with that, it's like you can't even you can't even play the matchups with Freddie because he crushes lefties and right. Like a thousand. Like, no, yes, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. It's not. It was the Muncie that. blast. Was, that was the problem. It was yeah. a clean inning. Like Cutter had gotten you through, I believe it was five, and the top of the six was the top of their order. It was a clean inning to have. I think Whitlock came in, uh, but whoever it was, it was either Whitlock or Pavetta. Somebody it was came Pavetta. in. Right. Yeah, it was oh, no. Pavetta. Was it, did they go Bernardino for one and then? No, it was Pavetta coming in, I think. I think you're right. No, yeah, I think Bernardino came in for Pavetta. But yeah. either way, he, you tried, to, and I get it, the bullpen's tack, so that's why it's like I'm not furious. Anyone who thinks... Like there's the contingent of people who are like changes need to be made at the top. I'm very sick of those people like this. This team was projected to come in last. This team, I believe their higher lower was like 79 or something. 77. 77. Yeah. So they're going to win in the 80s. And the young guys have produced. Obviously, the Duran injury fucking sucks. But I'm glad for once the Red Sox are like, hey, you're going to get this taken care of now, not uh, January. Like that's progress in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the whole um, sixth inning thing with that was probably the most hate I've ever seen for Alex Cora in my life uh, was that that sixth inning. And it obviously continued when he gets sent back out there and it goes from just a bad six to he's given up 10 fucking runs. But, like, but I think when you when you look at it after the game in the postgame press conference and he's saying we had. Jansen, we had Martin, and we had Bearclaw. And it's like the dude goes out there and gives up a fucking sixth spot. Uh, I think the plan was probably to try and get by in the sixth, survive the sixth, and then you still had fucking Big Loosh, who maybe you could have used at some point. Maybe you go Chris Martin in the seventh and try and bridge the gap to Kenley in the ninth by throwing fucking Big Loosh out there in the eighth. Who knows? It wasn't going to be pretty, even if Bearclaw did kind of shit the bed a little bit, but not entirely. Uh, I, I, Under no circumstances did I get the sense that 
Alex Cora was sabotaging the game to send a message to Heim Bloom. Like these fucking people out there. And, I, and then I'm getting uh, a couple different angles that people were taking with me was, oh, Alex Cora is your buddy, so you're never going to criticize him. Don't you think that Alex Cora is privy to more internal information than you are? Uh, Red Sox fans, six, six, eight, five, four, three, eight, two. Like, don't you think that Alex Cora maybe has a better idea of guys that can go today, guys that can't go today? Like, I, it's if you want to say it, like if there's if I don't even know, like if you were going to blame anyone, who would you blame? But I, I can't blame the manager that's being told, hey, this guy is unavailable today. This guy, that guy, this guy, and that guy are unavailable today. You think Alex Cora is going to go up to an individual and say, hey, I know that the medical staff said you're unavailable today, but guess what? Get hot, buddy, because you're coming in for the seventh inning because this guy absolutely shit the bed out there. Like, you just can't do that. Like, I, Alex Cora got a ton of unnecessary heat when, if you're familiar with the inner workings of how a major league season works, you're on 16 games in 16 days. You're on a stretch where <clears throat> Red Sox starters as a whole, are averaging fewer than five innings per start. They're getting run out there, not just in this 16-game stretch, the whole goddamn season, the second half, the first half, the in, whatever stretch, whatever sample of games you want to use, the bullpen has been driven into the ground. And now you're at a point where uh, the guys are mandatory down. It just is what you got to get by with what you have. The Red Sox couldn't do it. They couldn't get by with what they have. And then once you have Bear Claw go out there and give up 10 runs, well, guess what, buddy? We're getting smoked. So you might as well finish it because this is a fucking loss. And people will say, oh, well, they punted. Yeah, they did. They punted after he gave up 10 runs. They didn't punt. They didn't punt when it was four to three. They didn't punt when it was four to three. They punted when it was fucking 11 to four. <laughs> Big difference. So it is what it is. Like, I know that. And, and then the, the dude that was like, guys, you have to remember one thing. Jared Carabas, he works. He works for John Henry. <laughs> he works for the John. subreddit he's, post, right? Well, that's true. That's he is true. a he is a corporate plant that is only going to say he's only going to push the agenda of Red Sox ownership. To that, I said, uh, Nesson, while I love the gig, is a side gig. It accounts for two percent of my income. No one from Nesson has ever told me what I can and can't say. No one from Nesson has ever approached me and said, hey, we saw that tweet. You know, you might want to not say that. Like, never. They've never tried to censor me. They've never f told me what I can and can't say. They've never suggested something to say. I've made it to where I am in my career because I never sacrificed my my who I am. Like I, I'm here because there were turns during the course of my career where maybe someone said something like, I don't know if you're going to if you're going to work here, if you're going to, you know, if you ever want to get that position, if you ever want to be in with this person, you know, you might want to tone it down a little bit. And to that, I said, pass. No, thank you. Sorry. That's not that's not who I am. That's not what I do. So take off the tinfoil hat here for a second. Uh, if, if you're because that's a big difference. Like, I'm not just going to like tweet, like talk shit tweeting anymore. Like if I have a take, you'll hear it on the podcast after the after the trade deadline went off, went off on the team, was not happy. Had a whole vent session about that. And we'll continue to have those for the rest of this month because the season's over. Like I call how many, how many other people, if I'm pushing a, a, a team friendly, ownership friendly agenda, why would I have set, tweeted a death certificate in fucking August, the beginning of August when they, when they got swept by the Blue Jays? You think, you think Red Sox ownership wants people to give up with two months to go? I don't think so. 
Well, I wasn't even able to listen to the game because I was there, but Dave O'Brien, from what I went back and listened to, he was going off about the bullpen. Like if you're talking about a guy who's a Nesson employee, right? Someone who's in that booth every night, this is his daily job. If he's saying it, like he was questioning it. And do I think the questions were fair in game? They were fair in game because there's a reason Cora said on Sunday, the bullpen was reset after Murphy. That was him talking after. It's just once you get the details after, what the fuck are you supposed to say? Like when he explained it and you get Sean McAdam the next day reporting it, it was in the globe as well that these guys are shut down medically. That's the end of the discussion. There's not more. If you're going to look at someone, you look at the front office, you look at Heim, you talk about the Corey Kluber signing and big picture. Me, Coley, we're all on the same page, right? Like this team has over exceeded what their expectation was this year. You know, as long as they stay on pace, you go 500 over the next 28 games, you win 83. But, you know, just talking about it. Yeah, they're short on arms. It's hurt them. This is where they're at. And to finish up that Nick Pavetta point, the only time, funny enough, his first two starts or yeah, four innings at the beginning of the month out of the bullpen in five on August 20th. Everything else has been an inning at most. Uh, the other two appearances were start. So it speaks to it. It's just you've put so much stress on the bullpen. They are the strongest thing about this team. You can't be surprised when they're out of bullets come August 30th. It was going to catch up to you somewhere. And it caught up to them. And when you have inconsistent bats and piss poor defense every fucking day, Rafael Devers tied for, you know, second in the MLB and errors only behind Kike Hernandez. You had the two guys in baseball this year who made the most errors first and second in baseball on your team. Like that's imagine making your life that hard for a pitching staff that already needs support. It's just it's too many problems in that sense. But that's what this team is. Uh, Support. Yeah, so don't use that word. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Bye, Caleb. Kyle Ort is who he was talking about. Um, I'm glad you brought up the Devers thing because it's something I've wanted to talk about, something I have talked about a little bit. You can't – I love Devers. I want to preface that with this. I love Devers. I'm glad he's here for a long time. You can't make someone a leader with money. That's not how it works. I love Devers. Is he a leader? I don't know. And that's not a negative thing. There are plenty of all-time greats who I would not call leaders. They had De- the guy who Devers would have pointed to every year of his career, except for this one, said as a leader, plays for the Padres. I don't think he's making errors like this. I don't think he's hanging his head in the dugout if Xander's there to put his arm around his shoulder. I don't we- think he, he snowballs from one error to another, to another, to another, like back to back to back. I said that. I said he's never had a stretch like this. And I had a lot of people, he's played his whole career like this. He never should have ever reset. No, he hasn't. I know he's not like the cleanest glove that's ever existed, but he's not looked like that to the point where he's literally hanging his head in shame in the dugout. They let their leader walk. They let their previous quiet leader go to the Dodgers. What do you expect? Uh, I, and I said this to Jared when we were talking about that Astro series. Seeing Rafi get upset like that is something we've seen, but there was always someone to kind of be like, hey, man, like, head up. Let's get it together. And I think that's lacking now. I don't want to take it away from Justin Turner because props to him. He has been the leader for this team, and I think it would look a lot differently if he wasn't here. But where you get concerned is, you know, for playing the odds here with what it looks like with Yoshida, is he going to be back here? I'd lean more towards no than yes, just based off of what's likely, because we know he's going to take the buyout and go get another deal. Who becomes that guy a year from now? Like that that's even scarier. We're talking about having some type of leadership still missing. You take Justin Turner out of the equation. Who the fuck's stepping up then? And to prove your point on the defense, Coley, 
22 errors from Devers in 2021. It was a negative 13 DRS last year after working with that offseason program. The same one Bogarts did. And say what you will about Bogarts bat this year. It has been not great because of his wrist. He's playing great defense. It's like 90th percentile outs above average. Last year was 14 errors in 2022, negative six DRS. This year, he's at 17 errors and already at negative six defensive runs saved. And we have another month of baseball to go. Devers, I mean, uh, Xander, his bat hasn't been up to his standard. He has the most home runs with men on base out of any shortstop in the league. Like, that was what he wasn't doing last year. So his average is down, but his power is up, which is peculiar. Um it's very frustrating. It's just very frustrating. The I didn't. The only thing I hated about the trade deadline, because I haven't been on here in a while, was not trading Paxton. It, you, I can't have the guys. And I understand we need pitching, but you, you go get more. Like there was options out there. I can't stand staring a gift in the face and being like, no, thank you. Like that was the most obvious gift to trade Paxton. And I didn't the think second, he was gonna- the second that Eddie vetoes the trade to the Dodgers. You fucking trade James Paxton. Like, what so are we fast. doing here? So I think fast. I think they looked at it and I was on the other side of it. And I can admit right now it looks bad. I'm not going to try to run away from that. Um, but I think at the time, it's like you had two games going. You Like you would have two starters. It was Cutter and Bayo, two guys who are already on limits as we're talking. Cutter, Cutter is you saw the velocity chart that uh, stats put out today. It, it's going down and it's going down quickly. It was, we can't survive. We saw what happened here. I think this happens even earlier than that but if they trade it, Paxton. Tyler, are you not- going to back off your idiotic take of offering him the qualifying offer too? I, I don't think offering a qualifying offer to James Paxton is that crazy. I think you're watching a guy that's burnt out right now. Now, if you're telling oh. me one year is in 20 million and you're going over the luxury tax and that's what it was, all right. Or he you're leaves and he goes and gets it. burnt out? So why would you fucking make him the qualifying offer then? Because I expect with another year, he, you know, it's his first season pitching since 2019. We're talking like if you're talking 20 million for a one year deal on James Paxson, who's a mid rotation starter. That's what he's been for his career. You're talking right in there. It was it's not a crazy All idea. All the it's Red Sox stupid. have is mid rotation starters. I'll sure. And you're going to need another fire. one. But I think you talk about where the Red Sox are going next year. You'd probably want someone who can eat some more innings or at least you depend on more in that sense. No, no. There's too many good pitchers available to be given James Paxton $20 million. And if you want him back, I don't I don't hate the idea of bringing him back at 20 million. insane. What is he this Mm -hmm. year? Like six? He wouldn't be that four, like 15 million for a guy who's like a three, five starter. That's that's about what it is going to cost you. You would just be getting a little less because you wouldn't have to commit a couple years. Now, this was with the connotation that you would be able to compete down the stretch, right? Like you were going to be able to be in this all the way until the end. You're not in here until the end. So that takes away from it. So, yeah, is James Paxson on 20 million a perfect deal? But in a year you go over the luxury tax, is it going to kill you? No, it doesn't. No, no, you can't do that. There's too many good pitchers available. It's yeah, just I, do you ex- it, where I think if that was your number three or number four, you can accept that and get by. I'm not. I, I think, still feel that way about the take. You just didn't. It, your team didn't last long enough to justify it as much. Let me say this as clearly as possible. If if Bayo's not the projected number three next year, the season's over. Next season's over. Uh, Dead serious. Uh, they need two. They need to bring in two pitchers already better. Let me say this. Yamamoto projects to be better next year. I'm, I'm factoring him in. But you need to go get a proven ace. I think Bayo's on the rise. I'm not worried. Like, I can't worry about the two. What did he give up? Two runs against the Astros today? And that was great. Or not today, this series. And yes, that was great last series. 
I like I can't be worried about Bayo. He's he's shitting day games. Apparently, was that your stat? Someone had that stat. He was bad yeah, day yeah, games. He, he's vampire. Yeah, so I'm I'm not worried at all about Bayo, but you need to go. I think one of them's already in the bag. I think Snell's already here, which I don't love. I don't hate, but I think he's already here. I don't think that that's the thing. Yamamoto or someone, or if you want someone who eats innings, would you rather give Nola, who I'm not even that big of a fan of, but would you rather give Nola or would you rather give Paxton 20 mil? It's just a whole because it's the years. The years come and factor in factoring in a major way in that whole conversation because you're going to have to give. I'd rather have a good pitcher for longer. Like this is what we just did with uh, Gosman two years ago. We didn't even pick up the fucking phone. Like how how nice would it be to have him on this rotation? Yeah, I, I, I agree with you on Gosman. I think it's just they're going to hand out. They need to hand out at least one massive deal. Do I expect them to hand out two massive deals? I don't, and I, I think that's where people are going to get a bit upset. And I think it's fair to challenge it. I would like a Yamamoto in a Snell or you know pick your poison out of the arms or Rias, whoever it is out there, right? Nola, even though Nola's having a down year, that might be a nice bargain. If you're trying to get, you know, a little cheaper on a guy that you can kind of have around, I do think there's some concerning stuff there with yeah. the velocity and everything. But yeah, it wasn't 20 million for James Paxson for one year as you kind of build it out. If he it's is the guy stupid. he's been his whole career, if it's a no. three, five for why, one year, I have Yamamoto and Blake Snell and you can have James Paxton for 20 million but, when he's fucking 38 throwing 91 he's not 38 and he's also he's has oh, a what pitch. is it 37 30 he's gonna be 36 next year does that sound right uh, yeah, pull I mean, it up. this is not this is a guy who's looked good for a half season over the last two years like i can't be giving that guy 20 I, i'm not against bringing him back yeah, it, it's at 363 era for his career 343 uh or i will fifth. offer james paxton one year at seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars <laughs> What was okay. what did Kluber get this year? If if that's what Paxton Ten. gets, fine. But that can't be like you've already had to have signed two pitchers by then. He can't be projected like he. You need to treat him like Sale. I see them you as can't no give different. Clue bot money. Gotta give him bot bot bucks. <laughs> I, I think he he gets more than that. I, I think people are gonna bank well, more on what he was fine. when he was fresh. Fine, <laughs> it, but right, we're talking with the connotation. This was the guy you keep if you thought you could be in the race until. September. I don't think you're using that word correctly, by the way. Context, however you want to include it. If you were going to be able to keep a guy so that your team didn't completely fall through the hole and you'd have him through August and September there, then you could accept a one year 20 in that sense. In my opinion, that, that's how I saw it. Now, if you want to tell me, maybe you thought they were going to get a top 100. What's up with your form. fucking Internet today, Tyler? It's you're crazy. In the same place. Is it that bad? All, <laughs> it's, it's awful. Can't I'm sorry. And oh. you're in the same fucking place you always are. And you, you sound like you're broadcasting from Afghanistan. <laughs> I don't know what you want. Hello. Do we hello? Claim, listen, if if the pitching's this bad currently, is there an excuse to not put a claim in on Giolito? I know he was Why shit would you with do the that? Because you get a free that? look at him for a month. And then you if, know what you, he looks like. Not necessarily. He didn't what want to play mean? for the Angels. He's played, for two, he's played for two horrible franchises this what does What does taking on Lucas Giolito for a month do for you? It doesn't kill guys for next year. Even if he just eats innings, he doesn't kill. Like, if you're worried about Bayo, wouldn't it be better to shut He's not going to get to you anyway. He's not going to get to you anyway. It's not like we have a great record. We <laughs> like he could. No. Yeah, if he fell to you, why the fuck not? You you save something. You can he's maybe skip a James Paxton another day so that you know he's not dirt tired right. out there, and maybe you actually get what he has been, what he was right before now, the that. Order is the A's, Royals, Rockies, White Sox, Cardinals, Tigers, Mets, Pirates, Nats, 
Padres, Guardians, Angels, Yankees, Marlins, the, the Reds. The Reds are, the Reds would take him before the Red Sox. The Reds are the Padres, maybe. The Twins yeah. are before you. The Reds are before you. Like those are all playoff teams. But you know, well, you just said he sucks. Why would these teams take him if he sucks? Yeah. Because they're they have nothing better. I know the, the Reds, Reds don't. The, the Reds, Reds don't. No, like, the Reds don't. Fucking, the Reds game one starters ERA is nineteen. <laughs> Like they the are Reds probably atrocious. will. The Reds yeah. probably will. And I yeah. wouldn't pick up Giolito if it meant I have no idea where we are in relation to the luxury tax right now. I think uh, you have like 12 million. No, it's, 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 five. Plenty. it's five. It's five. Five? Yeah, Red Sox payroll has it at five. No one knows what they're talking about. Everyone just makes up. It's numbers. like 228 point something. Chad Jennings uses that in all his articles as well. So, all right. Well, then whatever. This is I would dumb pick idea. him up. No, I'd put him down. If he could come to you, why not? Well, why the fuck not? I, I bitched I, about Hein Bloom not using the last of that five million at the trade deadline to do anything. Find just an arm you can bring in so you have better options than Kyle Bearclaw going out there and eating dog shit. Not that Rich Hill would offer you anything different. Let's be real. But why want, not? You want to bring in Lucas Giolito to eat innings for a team that has no chance of the playoffs? It's so just it cares? costs money. It costs. Well, I don't give a fuck if it costs John Henry two million. What the fuck does that do for me? If it's say, imagine if we push Bayo to the end of the season, he blows out his arm, misses yeah. next season when you could have just pitched Giolito in those games. Well, let me let me Same ask goes you this: for Cutter, are, you, are, you, concerns. are you interested in Lucas Giolito as a free agent? Then, yes. Okay, so then you don't bring him here because it's going to be fun. you're, you're going to bring him here, and then he's going to hit free agency and be like, "Well, that was fucking miserable." Like everyone there was miserable. The media. I don't know that that's true. He played for the I, White Sox and the Angels. If you were trying to sell a guy. <laughs> If you were trying to sell a guy on... Aren't you friends with this guy? Yeah. Yeah, he, he literally played for the White Sox and the Angels this year. We look like fucking sunshine and rainbows in comparison. But, I mean, it'll still be like his last memory of the season was Boston. Not, like you, you want him to look at those two places and be like, P.U. But again, I'll say this. As much as I think Giolito isn't the pitcher he was this year... If he's one of the two you go sign, I don't think that's enough. I agree. How much would you give Great. Giolito? 20 bucks. <laughs> You'd give him tw- no, really. How much? Me personally? 20 yeah. bucks. I thought you were yeah. saying like 20 million. I was like, oh my God. No, no, no. no. I would give him 20 no. bucks as a friend to come to Boston. They go, I'll give you 20 bucks. The. That, that your whole hairstyle is based off Lucas Giolito. Like he you, literally is the one that showed me my hair product that I've used to this day. Right. 2019 so. changed my life. Spring training tour. Met him for the first time. Asked him what he uses in his hair. And now, like, you know how many compliments I get about my hair? Thousands every single day. And it's because of him. Right. So I, I would bring him here. If you can't tell him, like, hey, listen, things are going to be better next year. That's on you. You're a bad friend. To both no, me no, no. and if, him. If he if he asks me for my honest opinion about the future of this team, I'd say they're probably going to move the team. <laughs> <laughs> the Nashville Red Sox probably <laughs> is what I would say. Giolito or Paxson? Giolito. What a dumb question that uh, was. I'm at, do, do we want to talk about what the last two years? You don't even know if James Paxson is going to play professional right, baseball well, next year. Over his, the, over his last 60 starts, he has a 4-6 ERA. A four five FIP. Who? Lucas Giolito. Paxson's pitching now, with a fucking on. dead hold arm on. and he's hold been on. better. Hold on. Hold on. How when did those 40 starts happen? Uh what do you mean? Like over the last two seasons. Oh, okay. When 
when are Paxton's last 40 starts? Do you have to go back like 17? Fair, but yeah, Tommy John surgery, right? Tommy John surgery was a big part of that. First, finally made it back this year. Oh, I'm not telling you Paxton's an ace, but could you hopefully get 120 to 140 innings there? 60 million a year. I'm yeah, not paying 60 million. Crazy. Uh, 20 for one insane. going over the luxury tax, and it allowed no. you to keep your team afloat down the stretch. I could have swallowed that pill. I'm not telling you That's it's a bargain, true. but for one year, as Ian Cundell said, I'll throw one year, 20 million for a pitcher. Fuck it. It's not a long term commitment. No, you can't bring back those pitching staff. Like, Bayo can come back. Crawford can be your four or five. Hopefully, your five in a perfect world. Noah Song was dealing yesterday. Look at sexy. <laughs> Look at sexy, Coley. What was it, like five innings? Like, oh, my God. Dude, I'll no dream. one ball, but it I, was like he was walking a bunch of people. It's uh, like, all right, let's see. <laughs> uh, hey, I heard he hit 96 while he was down there. That's all I want to hear right now. He was living around 93, mm. which is fine. I'm not like a velocity whore like most people these days. But, you yeah, know, I'm I'm kind of all I'm not even all in on it. But the the Snell, do you buy the, the rumors that they were? really aggressive trying to trade for Snell or no? No, I, I didn't even hear that. Uh, yeah, I, didn't even hear that. I don't buy that. They were serious on them. I do think they like the pitcher and someone had it. I can't remember who it was, but apparently Haim, obviously there in Tampa Bay when he was coming up, drafted all these different right. things, had a very strong liking to the player and what he offered for you. Right. But I think you look at him, you know, th- there's obviously concerns some of the up and downness, but you add him, right? Call it Blake Snell, Yamamoto, Brian Bayo, Cutter Crawford. Do you, I don't trust Garrett Whitlock at this point, health-wise. No, Whitlock can't yeah, you keep calling him shitlock. Fuck off. Um, Mr. No Accountability, Jared Carabas. Uh Tanner Hell. Tyler, dude, when have I not been accountable? Fuck you, dude. Even the subreddit said you weren't accountable. Anytime For the subreddit, anytime the subreddit takes my side, that tells oh, you because yeah. they never want to hey, fucking no, take no, my no. side. Coley, Coley, Reddit is the place of all the most fucking wholesome <laughs> you, and you honest people. Just did a people. fucking rant on them for twenty minutes. Spare me. Yeah, on call it, them idiots. Yeah, yes. call them idiots. Oh my fucking god, <laughs> Jared, Jared, you were calling Garrett Whitlock a starter at one point. That's the end of the discussion. No, I wasn't. I just said it like he was fine. He was yeah. fine. I don't um, remember Jared. I, I don't remember Jared being all in on like I was all. I used the word pedestrian nine hundred times to describe Garrett Whitlock as a starter. Go pitcher. back to June when he was feeling I it. Before he was he a, got an hurt. elite reliever. He was a pedestrian starter. You were buying in on and Garrett. Now you were he's like neither. he's a starter, and now he's neither. No, he's been fine as a reliever yeah. this most no. recent stint. No. He has the the no. fucking two hundred foot home run he gave up at Yankee Stadium was fine. Like what that's about today? Out everywhere else. What do you give up? One run today? Yes, against the unacceptable. Astros. In a game that was already over, like I don't. That doesn't bother me. It doesn't move me in the slightest. He's give him a healthy offseason. This, this is the best he's looked. How since many healthy he off seasons do you want from me for Garrett Whitlock? <laughs> it's been three goddamn years. Yeah, yeah. Well, now stop fucking around. Yeah, Just let him finish. Uh, what, what, what kind of question like, is that? I mean, I I can't with you in this in this argument. It's 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 exhausting. I'm no, exhausted. he can't be a star. If, if he's Blow projected to be a starter next year, Blow I, it up. again, I'm gonna light myself on fire. Blow he's it up. He's got to be in the bullpen. Blow it up. <laughs> I can't. Jake, what do you think? What do you think about this? Yeah, I'm with Cole. I'm gonna light myself on fire. That's right, if that Jake. happens. I need radical change. I need yeah. radical change. I need. Like when you show up to spring training next year, it's got to have that vibe of like new shiny toy, not in and not in the sense where it was where I can't even think of the I guess 
going into 16, like David Price was the new shiny toy. I'm talking, or no, excuse oh, me, 2015. Year 15. back. Go a year ago. No, what no, happened no. to that toy? Hold on. Are you talking about Yoshida? No, that was this year. Last year, they made a signing. Largest contract Iron Bloom's given out so far. Trevor. Well, that's not saying much. But he was never, that's not like a new shiny toy to me. Oh, I'm no. Saying, no, no, no. That was a shiny toy. Hey, that's a shiny toy. Come on. That's a shiny toy. Hey, hold on. Let me finish my point. <laughs> the offseason that they signed David Price was going into 16. And he was the new shiny toy. I need whatever the Red Sox do in this offseason to have the whole team feel like the new shiny toy. Because right now, I said, I got no emotional attachment to this team. I don't. I go to Fenway. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm just like, oh, whatever. You know, they're playing baseball down there, I guess. Going to keep flipping through these TikToks. <laughs> I just, I don't care. I don't care about the product. I There's no one outside of Devers that I have an emotional attachment to. I think really? Tristan Casas is probably, yeah. Jesus. Casas. Yeah, no, Casas no, no. has to be up there. But really? Yeah. Yeah, Casas is probably, like, in terms of, like, guys. Bayo? That. No, not really, no. In That's terms crazy. of, like, an emotional That's attachment. That's a wild right? statement. I'm not, I'm not saying he's bad or I'm not saying I'm just saying like guys where I'm like, I am emotionally attached to this player. I don't have that with Bayo right now. No, I do. I for sure. Me too. That's not to say that he isn't good. I just don't have an emotional attachment to him right now. Like what what breakout moment has there been where it's like multiple the brave start no. what he's done against the Yankees what we were calling him the ace for a multiple month stretch where he was the Tall one smidget. carrying the entire rotation. Not hard to be the ace on this team. But yeah, was he not they, pitching like on. it? You act like the numbers were shit. Hey, he went. They they dropped those first two games against the Astros. He turns to Chris Sale. He says it's on us, and then he delivers. Like I don't come I don't on see point here at all. Like the rest uh, of the team hasn't shown up. He's been electric. Oh, he's been fine. He's a he's fucking kid who's put this rotation on his back this year. Everyone outside no, of him isn't even no, averaging. No, he hasn't. Are no, you hasn't. kidding me? You want to be here. If you didn't have Brian Bale on this roster, you're, you're sitting in fucking last here? place. They're, they're mathematically eliminated. They're going to win 83. They're going to win 83, 84 games. They're not mathematically eliminated. Sick. They're going to be a game over 500. Okay, and who? you'd be much worse than that if Brian Bale was not on this team getting you where you That's were the first fine. couple I'm months not of the saying, year. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying I'm not like, there's no like emotional attachment. Like it's hard. It's hard to get emotionally attached to a player in a season that is over in August. Like it's more, you get emotionally attached to players when you have winning seasons, and like maybe there's a playoff push. Maybe you get there. Maybe you don't. If there is a playoff run, like that's how you get emotionally attached to players. Brian Bayo's breakout year being in a lost season that no one is going to give a fuck about five years from now. Like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm That's not saying what, I don't like the player. I'm not saying that, like, he's not good. I'm not saying he's not a, a part of this future. Like, you're miss, you're not, you're missing the point here. Like, you have favorite players from your past based on seasons that made you feel good. Did this season make me feel good? No. No, but you're, big, no, no you're a big Nomar guy. Yeah, 2003, 1999. Like, 2003 there was so fun in the moment. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> 2003 was fucking amazing until the last second. That's a bad second. And it's, it's again, I love that second. second now. That, okay, so now 90, that second has been great. 99.9% of 2003 was awesome. The last listen, second sucked. 
listen, I, it's a bad point because I remember Not sitting. No, listen, I remember sitting next to you in Fenway Park asking why fucking Brock Holt was playing shortstop. Xander was at second. Steven Drew was at third. And Mookie Betts, this kid, no one really knew who he was other than people like me and fucking Tyler was out there in right field. That was electric. That's where it starts. It doesn't start when you win the World Series. But that was a shit season. That was a dog shit season. It was John Farrell's prime Red Sox. They couldn't have finished more in last place that season. That's how bad that team was. But it wasn't feel good. Like you weren't you weren't emotionally attached to Mookie Betts then. I was extremely attached to Mookie Betts and Xander. I've been attached to Xander since like 2014. I'd say these moments, those guys. That's exactly what you're watching for. The next month, month, yeah, but that's when it started. It starts the beginning. It it starts the very beginning. That's revisionist history. It is not. No, no one's sitting there. I sat there next to you and said, why is Farrell playing our shortstop of the future at third fucking base? That's not revisionist history when yeah, I said it in the That's Xander Bogarts. I'm talking about Mookie Betts specifically. When Mookie came up in September of 2014, no one was like, this guy is going to be a franchise first ballot Hall of Famer. Like, no one said that. No one felt I that. I was way. all in on Mookie. He had set the fucking record for on yeah. base no one, no one. Pretending I wasn't when Mookie in on Mookie Betts is insane. Came up. No, no, it was a thing. In on him, but no prospect no one guys, thought he was going to be that good. No one, no one, that. no one knew he, he was going to be a was Hall learning of Famer. right field in his last three weeks before he got called up. No it one took him thought, a like, second oh, to learn right field. <laughs> took him he, one I'm second. Saying, yeah, no, he was good, but like no one, he was a second baseman that got moved to right field. That got called up in September, and I remember being like excited that he got called up, but no one was saying. But that's wow. where like, the when, attachment when, starts. When, when no, when Chris Bryant made his major league debut for the Cubs. People stopped what they were doing because they were like, wow, first round, second pick. Like, this guy is going to be the piece of a, of a Cubs championship. And they were right. When Mookie Betts got called up in, in September of 2014, people were like, oh, it's, it's one of the Red Sox top prospects. Like, this is exciting. Like, this team sucks. They won the World Series last year, but they traded their entire rotation at the deadline. And they called up some of the young players and were looking towards the future. But no one looked at him and said, this guy, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to be an MVP someday. Are you saying no that about Casas? Are you saying that about Devers? If that's your if that's your level, Devers isn't a first ballot Hall of Famer. No, Devers can't. No, well, I mean, no, he's not know. right now. No, he's not. He's won a World right Series, now, no, which he- you said was a parameter, and he's young. Those are the parameters you just laid out. He's not a first ballot Hall of Famer today. Today, no. Okay, so why are you excited about him? You said you were excited about him. You said you had emotional attachment to him. Not excited. Excuse me. Yeah, you won a championship. Okay, but he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like Chris Bryant, who sucks. <laughs> I mean, and I, I'm, and I did say I wanted to sign him here for like three off seasons in a row. I was wrong. Yeah, that was wrong. That was a bad take. But it of course, was, you're going to have an emotional attachment to a player that won a World Series here. Of course, you are. I don't have zero I, emotional attachment to Stephen Drew. Well, I mean, he was an afterthought at that point. I just, I don't. What's the difference between Bayo and Casas? I don't get it. What's we haven't developed a pitcher since John Lester. How yeah. is there not any excitement or attachment to Bayo? You don't like attachment doesn't mean like I think he's making the Hall of Fame. I think it means like we finally did it. We finally <laughs> developed a pitcher it, I can believe in going it, forward. The reason but you when- just you just said you just said yourself that if Bayo is any higher than the third starter in the rotation, then 2024 is over too. So how is that a ringing endorsement of the player? Because He's I, a young I want pitcher. four races. Like, yeah, I don't want it all on his shoulders. I want him to keep progressing without the pressure of like, hey, 
uh, the manager, if, if Haim and Cora aren't fired this offseason, neither of them should. I want them both back. But if they suck next year, they're both gone for sure. And that sucks. So I don't want that pressure on his shoulders. I want him yeah. to be the projected number three on opening day. Maybe I'll, do we start on the road next year? I don't even remember the fuck. Yeah, state. Seattle, right? I think so, yeah, All yeah, right, yeah, then yeah. I want him getting the home start the when West they Coast come back. Game. Yeah, I want him on the I want him on the first home start coming back, but the third start to start the season. Like that's what I want. And by the playoffs, if he's the ace, if he's better than Snell, Yamamoto, Urias, whoever the fuck, great. That's what I. That's what he projects to be. I and, guess. And Coley's talking about a team that's a World Series caliber favorite team. That's a team where Brian Bayo is right. your number three. He's not yeah. talking about, oh, he's a number three on a, a mid-ass team yeah, that you're hoping team. that is close. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Come on. No, you're a number three on a team that should be favorited to win the World Series in that top four conversation. Like, to like that was Framber last year. Framber yeah, last exactly. year was not the projected ace of that team. Then by the time the World Series rolled around, he was. And we see with I mean, Alex Cora, like we talk of. about not developing a pitcher. When was the last that time? That was a saw perfect it? example. <laughs> Framber was a perfect example. Uh, Javier was the guy last year. In the I think he's he more shit, similar I, to Garrett Whitlock, though, if, if you were making a comp for a guy who went from reliever to starter that you were hoping to become that. Javier was like lights out again. What do you throw like 13 perfect innings against the Yankees over two consecutive starts? But I mean, Framber shoved all postseason and then Verlander mm-hmm. got over his playoff yeah. shit. Because Verlander was the regular season ace projected, no, and you let yeah. your young guys develop the way they develop. To just put it all on the young guys is fucking stupid. It's asinine. There's a yeah. reason when, you know, the report, right? You said they were asking for Brian Bayo. That's what, for Dylan Cease, that's why you hang up the phone and say, shut the fuck up. Yeah, but, yeah, because you need, you need Cease plus Bayo if correct. you're going to contend. You don't give up Bayo to get Cease. Yes, but that that's right. the idea here. These are you're building, hopefully, like an Astros team, these young impact controllable arms that are going to be at the top of your rotation. When you watch a guy in Alice Cora do what he does and we see how he puts the fucking safety mitts on Garrett Whitlock on fucking Tanner Houck when he starts on Cutter Crawford. Brian Bayo, no, we push you seven innings. You know why? Because you're at a different tier. You're on a special tier that we view you as a future top of the rotation starter here. Like, this is a guy who's a top 30 prospect in baseball, just like Tristan Casas was. And I think Brian Bayo coming up, you can't say anything, but he's matched those expectations and continue to do so, even though being forced into the rotation last year, way before he was ready. And, you know, his number should have been better. He was getting fucked by bad luck at the time. But what more do you ask out of the guy this year? Come on. You would not have even been in the conversation this long. You would have been out of this conversation in June without Brian Bayo. He was yeah. dealing for you again and again to act like he's some, you know, like Cutter Crawford. No, he's as important to Whoa, this core as no any. No one said that. Well, no, no you're saying, well, that. he's not part of the Tristan Casas tier. Well, what's That's the difference not what between I said. the two? That's not what I said. Well, you That's said you have a connection said. to Tristan Casas, but not Brian yes. Bale. Why? Well, yeah. To be fair, he also didn't say, he only said Devers. He said Casas would be next. Yeah, well, like, I, I just I, don't get the difference. I never you're no, no, no. You're completely misinterpreting what I said. I never talked about like talent tier. I just said me as a fan. Do I have an emotional attachment? Like that's not grading players on their skill or projection of where they're going to fit into the lineup or the future. Like, no, no, no. You completely misinterpreted that. Took it out of context. Well, so let me ask this, because if, if it is just you, are you saying it's just Devers? Leave the young guys out of it. It's just Devers. In terms of who I have an emotional attachment yes. to? Yeah. Um, no, like it probably. No, like I definitely like have a rooting interest in Casas. Like I have a rooting interest no, no, in no, Bayo. Of course, we all have a rooting interest on the team we root for. There's no doubt. But like emotional. Well, I mean, I think it's I, pretty I feel like 
When you say it's just Evers, because you did say that, that's a really tough look for Verdugo. Uh, did you not see this tweet from like 10 minutes ago? No. Him like Heim, Heim and Verdugo basically had a 40-minute conversation on the field after the game today. Like standing at second base, like like shallow right, uh, deep second, just standing out in the field having a conversation for what was described as a 40-minute conversation. Like what is that conversation? I don't know, but... As someone who was trying to move him last offseason, you you got to let him play out the year because otherwise mm-hmm. you can't move him for shit this offseason. Yeah, I think that's a guy, well, unfortunately, you, well, we know what he is. Like, Bayo and Casas, like, those guys are reaching different levels, right? Like, the emotional connection to Verdugo, I like the guy, but come on. Like, he's burnt his own bridge multiple times this year. Like, we're, we're talking know. about, it's hard to root for Alex Verdugo at certain points now. I have a hard time. and I was the biggest Alex Verdugo guy you were going to find. But when the guy can't show up to the ballpark on time or he gets thrown out in Houston as well when you need to win those games, that shit sticks out to me. Yeah. I don't know what that conversation could be. Because it seems like an odd place for they it. Love no, it. Right? <laughs> they love it. They love each other. That's <laughs> Yeah, like what? Like, I don't know. It just seems like. Uh, Asking for that extension again. It, it it that's what you talk about a mistake. Yep. When it you seems look at like the they team, wanted it to be seen, which is weird. But. Yeah, I mean, when when you look at the starting nine, the rotation. Obviously, I think everyone in the world agrees they need a better rotation. There's only one position I don't really feel like all that comfortable about next year. It's right. Or in terms <sighs> of, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't phrase it that way. I would say. If I were looking to upgrade anywhere, what's the position that makes most sense? It's right. I don't hate the the Reyes Urias second base combo. Uh, Story's your shortstop, which we all love. Devers your third baseman. Costas is your first baseman. Catcher's barely a position, so I don't really care. Yoshida's in left. Maybe he moves to DH. It's getting to the point where it's like, why are why haven't they given Duval what they gave Kike last year? Like extend him. I do not want to see him on a different team, especially if you're thinking Turner is going to leave. Well, I didn't even realize it, but apparently like uh, Matt McCarthy brought up the Jaron Duran defensive statistics. How it's above average in center field. And he's it was like zero. Yeah, he's 56 percentile. That, that feels about right for Jaron well, Duran. I think he's more he of a left he, fielder. He though. said he ranked 26 out of 27. Yeah, 56 percentile. That, that's average. There have to there. be more center fielders. Than that. Yeah, he's, he's 56 percentile. It's above average. <laughs> it was uh, it was out of like 150 chances. Gotcha. He ranks 26 out of 27 center fielders. Yeah, I don't think he's elite out there. I, I think the 56 percentile. It's above average. Puts him right where he is. He's fine. He I don't I wouldn't that's play him I out there every fun. day. Like I put him in I was, left field personally. I was like the fact that I'm surprised world. by that means that it's not noticeable so that makes him fine he's not right. he's not detrimental he's not uh, a liability at the position like he was last year so, right he had know. been since yeah. before this year and I, I agree if he's a zero uh defensive run saved fine as long as it's not a negative not everyone's going to be jackie nope. yeah. yeah you have a guy like say what you will i know i've been hard on rafael's bat he could be jackie defensively Right. Like that's no a guy who can, you know, go glove, do what he does out there. And I know he plays shortstop or whatever today. But if you really want to go all defense on you, you kick Durand to left. Like you said, Coley, you probably flip Yoshida to DH at that point. Rafael in center. Do I feel super comfortable with that outfield? I'd question. Do you think Duvall, you trust him in right field every day? Would you be OK with that? 
Duvall no. before the season said he wanted to play right. Like <laughs> he said he got hurt because he was playing center. Like that was, and obviously that's not what happened this year, but. But like, let's yeah. be real, playing right field is playing center field, right? It like is, you're kind of doing it, the same thing. So it's going to be the, the way. That's half the season when you're playing center field, only center field on the road and at home, as opposed to right field at Yankee Stadium, for example, right field in Tampa, right field in Toronto. We're the only ones that have a center field in right field. Like it, it's a problem half the season, but that's why I don't hate. Like what's Yoshida's defensive run saved? I'm sure it's shit, but that hasn't mattered either. So, like, that's why I don't really care about moving him off left. Duval could easily DH and DH for a while. And then he could also be your fourth outfield. Yeah, I, I don't hate it. I, would I like a little bit more? I, I think maybe. Like, I, I like Duval. And I know while we enjoy the hot streaks as much as we enjoy the hot streaks, I, I do think he is just about what he's been his career, right? Like, slightly above league average bat that's going to hit, you know, 35 jacks a year and do his thing. Can you do better than that? I guess would be my At question. DH? No, I mean, right field. Right. I don't disagree. My whole thing, and based off what Heim said during the Devers extension talk, they're like, yeah, we're not going to be giving out these long deals to everybody. However, if you're at a certain age, we will. There's really only one guy he could have been talking about, and that's Soto. And I know he's not elite right fielder either. You fucking deal with it. <laughs> if, he's probably playing left I, field at Fenway, right? If we're being maybe, real. Maybe, and then Yoshida can DH. I don't really give a fuck where he plays. No matter what, you have to open up an outfield <laughs> spot prior to that. Take it. Uh, take that. the fucking checkbook, yeah. Juan. Take if it. he wants to play center, go ahead. I don't give a fuck <laughs> where Juan Soto plays. But that's what they need to be planning for. And you got to be starting to think about opening that spot. Yeah, I, I think where I get a little nervous here is like, we talk about how much Justin Turner has meant to this offense this year, and especially with runners in scoring position. You just said he's going to leave. That's why I brought it up. No, that's what I'm saying, though. He leaves, right, Coley? Like, that's where I get a little nervous about right field if you were to, say, settle on Adam Duvall, because I think they move Yoshida to DH before they would move a Duvall or something like that. But then you can they rotate may. if you do the J.D. Martinez style and you get a little bit of best of both worlds, right? And that's where it's like, you don't know what's Raphael and York, I think we'd agree, are the, the prospects they would like to trade if they were going to look at a trade to upgrade the rotation or wherever. But there is a world where you could be out there with uh, Raphaela, uh, who Raphael, Yoshida and left, and Duran and right, or Duran and left, Raphael and center, someone else in right. Duran's got the speed to cover that. You know what I mean? I think he took enough strides where I'm comfortable with him being an option. And Ref Snyder's already signed. They gave him an extension, so he's coming back. Yeah, I, I like Duran a lot, and I've been very impressed this year. Do I feel extremely confident that he's going to be able to put up a season like this again or something to this level? I think that's pushing it a little bit. Um, and I think in right field, if they're kind of eh on him in center field, I wonder how they view it from that right field standpoint. You would need, I think, an elite center fielder like a Rafael out there. Rafael, yeah. And, and that changes, though, if they try to make it, if like they say, we're going to go get Yamamoto and we're going to deal for, you know, Dylan Cease, whoever, name the fucking pitcher with some team control. One of the Mariners guys, you're probably giving up at least Rafael, York, and then some more, for right? Sure. For sure. It's a, it's a hard line to walk, and that's why like I'd rather them just fucking throw money at it if you're going over the luxury tax, but that's where you walk oh, yeah. the 2022 line. Because like if you're going to go a fucking $2 million over the luxury tax, go fuck yourself. It doesn't make sense for anybody here. Like Then that's where you look at John Henry, and you're like, dude, you're not trying to be the fucking Dodgers. You're a lot closer to the Astros or the Braves where you know, you'll peek over it, but you're not trying to be one of the big bodies of baseball. 
here's a question I asked about the Dodgers recently, and I haven't got a good answer about it. And yes, this has to do with Mookie Betts. Why has no one given the Dodgers shit for letting Corey Seager and Trey Turner walk? Jared, I think Jared was the one who made up that point last episode, right? Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I said uh, everyone sucks the Dodgers dick for trading for Mookie and signing him to an extension and they clown on the Red Sox for losing him, but they lost plenty of players, maybe not in the same tier, but the tier below Mookie Betts for sure. I think there's oh, like I think Seager's more. Seager's close, but it's more the thought process of like people who are like, you got to trade somebody when they get a year left. No, you don't like sometimes well, you the, will difference, lose them. the difference between the Dodgers and the Red Sox is that when they're not poor. Well, no, the, uh, uh, when the Red Sox let a star go, they don't have, a star to replace said star, whereas the Dodgers are like, oh, we lost a star. Well, here's another one. And here's another one. And here's another one. Like they they just it is what it is that stars grow on trees there. And they also have the ability to sign them to free agent deals. They have the prospect capital to trade for them. And when they trade for them, they sign them long term. Like they, they're just doing it right over there. I mean, it hasn't amounted to the World Series titles with the Red Sox. Red Sox are like that fucking it's like uh, I don't even but know. That's what not true. Would be. What? Because the Red Sox aren't playing the same game as they were when they were winning World Series. So I can't even I say agree. that. It, I can't even compare I the titles. No, but yeah, but the, I mean, it's even before that lop off the last four years, you can say the Red Sox had a very dysfunctional way of going about it. Like there was no sustainability. You know, they would go from ring to ring without any fucking semblance of a of a core. It's like, yeah, oh, four, oh, seven different teams. 13, very different team. 18, very different team. Like it was four championships all in a 15 year window. But it's not like it's not like the Jeter championships where you had the core four and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like Bernie well, Williams should have been a part of that. But like the DNA was there. The backbone was there with the Red Sox championships. It's like, yeah, OK, you had David Ortiz for for three. Uh, you had Pedroia for uh, two, three. Technically, I give me, but you have, you had Lester for two. I know he came back from cancer for the 07 one, but you had Lester for two. It's more, you say you don't have the Jeter core four shit. Yeah. You, you fucking let all those guys walk. <laughs> like you right. could have, because in right. 13 Xander was there. You just made that point. 13 Xander was there. It was a part of the team the whole year, but he was there and he was producing come mm-hmm. world series. And then, what 14 15 that's when everyone else comes up you win in 18 and then 19 sucks because it's like oh yeah we're clearly blowing this up which you didn't have to do like there was sustainability there was your own guys that you developed and brought up and then you just fucking punted it i know that team's good because the the dodgers have more 18 players than the red sox do they're in first place like Mm -hmm. of course that team's still good the red sox punted on that Mm -hmm. shameful I feel like more people need to make that connection that uh, even something as simple as like J.D. Martinez, which I trust me, I've enjoyed Justin Turner in Boston quite a bit. Uh, I think that that's been one of the lone bright spots of this season. Justin Turner no coming here and the impact that he's made in the clubhouse, uh, what he's been able to do offensively. And they like the fact that he can play multiple defensive positions, all things that are that are great. Those are great things. Can but he? what do you mean? Fucking broke him. Yeah. Hey, he got you first and third. And he was doing it second even for a bit. He got pushed. He got pushed. He's still doing it, though. He is. Put it this way. 
put it this way. If this were hockey, where they don't tell you about the injuries until the season's <laughs> over, you wouldn't know that Justin Turner's hurt. Correct me if I'm wrong. Listen, there's another guy we used to have who used to play their injuries without crying about it, too. Dustin Pedroia broke his goddamn hand on opening day and then went through the whole fucking World Series run with the same injury and got surgery after the season was over. And then who do you who do you think that rubbed off on? The guy who turned double plays was Xander. And now we mm-hmm. have no one to continue that. That's where it's like you always I've said this about Avery Bradley. I say this about fucking guys on the Patriots, uh, Malcolm Butler. I, I'm big component or a big proponent rather of rewarding people who've already done it for you over people outside the organization who've never done shit. And that's mm-hmm. all the Red Sox have done recently. And it bothers me tremendously. Yeah. Yep. Nice little fun conversation. All right, guys, we're in the heat of the summer. Not really. <laughs> you need a pair of great shades that you don't have to baby. Knockaround sunglasses is the go-to for quality polarized shades that won't break the bank. Plus, they just released their first set of teams for their official MLB collection, including Red Sox and Yankees, as well as official U.S. Women's soccer team sunglasses. So you can add a little something extra to your game day outfit for this summer's big games. Don't be the person that's squinting into the sun or worried about getting sand on your overpriced sunglasses. Check out knockaround.com for great looking polarized shades starting at just 28 bucks and use the promo code rocket and that'll get you free shipping on your order. Wow. Tremendous. Shout out to knockaround sunglasses. And just because fall's coming doesn't mean the sun just disappears. That's not true. People say that they're wrong. Much stronger in the winter. That winter sun is hell in New England. Oh, my God. You wouldn't believe it. Tyler's laughing. Like, have you ever tried to drive in the snow, Milliken? Have you guys seen me? Uh. I burn in the winter. I will get an actual sunburn (laughs) if I'm out there shoveling. (coughs) I'm excited to watch the kids. Keep calling up kids. Mm -hmm. I, uh. Oh, man, I, it's a weird feeling. It's a weird feeling. I, I'm I'm rooting hard for a a monster offseason. If that doesn't happen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I mean, it's I never, and it's not because of the job. It's not because I'm in my 30s. I'm just fucking beat down by the last four or five years. Like, I'm just beaten down. I know that there's probably fans of other teams that'd be like, try being a Pirates fan, dude, or try being a Royals fan, or try being an A's fan right now. I get it. I have perspective. I know that other fan bases have it worse, but I belong to this one. And I am, it's, I mean, put it this way like, my career revolves around not just baseball, but specifically the Boston Red Sox. I only have so many prime years. Like, think about it as me as a player. (laughs) I only have so many prime years of my fucking career. And if I have to spend the next, if I have to spend my, the rest of my thirties covering a team that is either a losing team or just fucking there like this year, that is miserable. That is a miserable existence to live, to have to, I I don't have some of you fans. You have the opportunity to shut the TV off. You can start watching football if you want to. You can catch up on Netflix. You can do whatever you want. You can spend time with your families. I can't do that. I still have to watch this fucking team and talk about it on hours, hours at a time. I have to talk about this team. I don't want to get into a position where I start resenting the Boston Red Sox. And I feel like we're getting to that point. 
I feel like we're getting to that point with uh, uh, this upcoming offseason. If there aren't some significant moves made to at least create a little bit of intrigue, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, I have faith that moves will be made because they're, they've never been, or at least by, by they, I mean Heim, has never been in more of a position to pounce because you've got, you went from the worst farm system in baseball to number five. You have prospects that you can deal because not all of them can get called up. They're going to be blocked by certain guys that already have that position locked up for the foreseeable future. You have prospects to deal. You've gotten under the luxury tax. You have money to spend. And you also are starting to see the building blocks of some of the next Red Sox core, like a Bayo, like a Duran, like a Casas. Throw Connor Wong in there if you want to. There are pieces of the next Red Sox core that are here right now. There are more coming in Marcelo Meyer. People are excited about him. Roman Anthony, not as close, but he's highly touted at the moment. Like there are things to be excited about, but you've got to put it all together. You've got to start making moves that gel together the core that you're attempting to build. It's not just about the three, four, five homegrown guys. It's about how do you supplement that with the complete roster? We've yet to see that during the Bloom era. I think that this is the biggest offseason of his tenure. I do think it's make or break because I believe Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong. He has, this is his last year on his contract. Final year. Would I be shocked if they give him like a faulty extension? So it just doesn't look lame duck. No, but yeah, this is it. Like you're lucky that there's a lot of people that would claim, you know, after what happened with the luxury tax in 2022, that was an all time, like really bad decision to, you know, go over it that year. I think that is by far the worst move of his tenure, but yeah, I think you hope 2022, it was handled the way it was because of the lockout and they kind of got caught in between and that can make you question bloom. And then the Trevor story signing and all that. But yeah, if they don't spend here, it's not on high and bloom. The dude's job is on the fucking line. If he has all these weapons at his disposal and you don't see him drop a bag, who do you look at? It's John Henry. Like that's the only guy you can look at. And then we need to be out there saying fucking sell the team every single day. Cause there's just no other excuse at that point. His hands are tied. People won't do that though. Because that moment came in 2019, or I guess February 2020. Like, <laughs> Mookie Betts is on the Dodgers. Like, that, at, Jared said he's been beat down the last couple of years. That's where it started. It doesn't have yeah. to be like this. They didn't have to put themselves in this position. All you had to do was just pay Mookie, not trade him. No one's ever, like, people aren't really going to shit on the Angels when Shohei, if Shohei signs elsewhere, which I think that, that we're not talking about Shohei. But, like, I've never heard the Pirates get shit on for losing Barry Bonds, not one time. I've never heard the Dodgers get shit on for letting Corey Seager and Trey Turner walk. That doesn't happen. Like, that just doesn't happen. And I don't that, believe, like, Aaron Judge went to free agency. He signed with the Yankees. Like, guys can test free agency. That's a negotiation tactic. People want me to stop talking about Mookie Betts. That's where all of these problems stem from. The current problems you're dealing with is because you traded him. And that doesn't even have anything to do with the return. That's why you don't trade Shohei, because the return's always going to be bad when you trade a Hall of Famer. No one cares that Roger Clemens walked. That's one of the five best pitchers of all time. He walked. And I know that was more brought up in 96, 97 when he left. But it, it passed because you went out and you got Pedro. And it's like, oh, okay. You didn't get Soto. You didn't trade. Uh, Heim didn't listen to me and draft James Wood and trade him for Juan Soto. That's not what happened. Even though I told him to his face, draft James Wood. People don't give me enough credit for the James Wood call. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be like this. And it's like, 
if people want me to stop talking about it, then they need to go out and get a comparable player. And that's where it's like, yeah, go get those pitchers this year. Be a team enticing enough where Juan Soto's like, if the money's right, that's where I'm going. That's what you need to do. The, the goal isn't to win a World Series next year. The goal is to get to the playoffs, have a competent, above-average starting rotation, and be the team Juan Soto can't say no to. He's Juan fucking Soto. He's the best Dominican player in the league. You have the two best Dominican players of all time at your fucking disposal and David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez. I will accept no excuse for Juan Soto playing for a different team. None. The only difference I'll make, Cole, and it's not me justifying the Mookie trade too. I don't want you to take it that way. The I'm reason why to. I look at <laughs> the reason I look at this year differently, just from a big picture standpoint for Heim is like, you know, at that point, you didn't have the assets in terms of, you know, your farm system was the last in baseball. You would have been over the luxury tax, you know, multiple years at that point in the CBA. No one had ever gone over it a third time. Uh, you know, it's been different in the CBA. We know between uh, with the Padres, the Dodgers got fucked with it with the whole Trevor Bauer situation. But this year, there there is no you can't throw any of that in this conversation. None of it can exist because you have a top five farm system, like Jared said. You are under the luxury tax. You, there's no, there's none. And like Cole, I think your answer would be, well, there's no excuse to ever trade Mookie Betts. More than a sure. fair point, right? Um, but I think at that time they could say, well, if we don't trade Mookie Betts, we're gonna have to trade the other parts to figure this whole money situation out and get us where I we listen. need to be. Jared, Jared's going to be sick that I bring it up again. You could have called 10 teams in the league and say, hey, we're going to give you Andrew Benintendi for free. All you have to do is take David Price. And that solves all of those luxury tax problems. Literally all of them solved. If you really wanted Josh Winkowski that bad, I guarantee you could have <laughs> traded for him from the Royals. That wouldn't have been hard. They don't know who players are. You could have easily traded for Josh Winkowski if you wanted him that bad. You could have traded David Price and Andrew Benintendi to the fucking Dodgers and said, listen, we don't want a thing back, not one thing. And that would have been fine. This isn't a revisionist history. I was screaming it at the time. I would say, yeah. go check the tapes, but all those tapes were deleted. <laughs> yeah, I think whether, yeah, whether that gets them exactly where they wanted to be money-wise. Yeah. I remember I looked at but, it. <laughs> but I think it's it's the other part, right? It's like the farm system where they felt like they were at the time in terms of getting you could have also back. You could have also, if you knew you were going to fire Dombrowski in the middle of the next season, not had him ex extend Chris Sale before he needed to be extended. You could have not had him sign Nathan Avaldi. And again, I have no problem with those contracts. I don't blame those guys for getting paid. I love that they got paid. The organizational thought process shifted after it was too late. You don't fucking go and save money by trading Mookie Betts. That's really stupid. That's a thing stupid teams do. And that's, again, I have Heim was brought in and told immediately, yeah, listen, yeah. you're going to trade Mookie Betts. Like, that's not on Heim. It's really fucking stupid that that was even a conversation that someone had to trade Mookie Betts. They, they put him in that impossible spot and like that's where it was. And I think you look at the stuff leading up to it and you kind of question it. But I, I think they just looked at it and said, well, if we're going to have to tear down the engine here, you know, are you, without the farm system needed, do you have Mookie here and you hope that, you know, it may take three or four years for us to be where we need to be. And he's just sitting here. Or do you kind of go about it in the way you bring these pieces and you try to accelerate? It's, it, I'm not justifying well, it one way or the other, system, but that was the poison they picked, right? The farm system didn't affect 21 where they were one correct call away from being a game away from the world series and Mookie Betts, They just beat the Astros. Like they no doubt in my mind, they beat the Astros if Mookie's on that team. 
It's just what do you have to give up at that point in order to get the luxury tax situation fully figured out? Is it Andrew Benatendi and David Price? I don't know. I don't know if that deal was out there. That's a that's a conversation point I would have. Like you you trade sale for nothing. You trade evolved like you you can save money without trading Mookie Bet. It's an insane thought to have. Insane. Yeah. I, I it's like oh, I, my, my car doesn't have gas. I should rip my roof off my house. Like that's like, an insane way to solve your problems. Truly insane. You're talking about one of the best players in the league. Like that. I, I would love to be over the Mookie Bet. Like I would truly love to be over it. I can't. I can't. And it's not on the price. It's not at Verdugo's fault. It's not Wong's fault. It's not Jeter Downs' fault. They did not ask to be traded for no. Mookie Bets. Like they didn't. It was really dumb. Of course, like of, of course, trading David Price helped getting the luxury tax. He was traded with Mookie Betts. Like yeah. that was all you had to do. They're in and this problem. They still don't have a leadoff hitter. Is there a single guy on this team you feel comfortable as a leadoff guy? No, no, no. Even Verdugo, I think we've seen the ups and downs with him, and he's probably not on the team a year from now. We still have a shortstop problem. Guess who's a really good shortstop? Mookie Betts. Like he, any problem you can point to with this roster, he That's solves it. That's where I gotta step in. You're you, you you're. That's wrong. What you just what? Said. You just you just said. Hey, I don't like Trevor Story. You know who I didn't we could say have that. instead. I didn't Mookie say Betts. that. You you would rather have Mookie. How many Betts games has he played for? this year? Excuse me. How many games has Story played this year? Like legitimately, I'm not trolling or anything. Like 25. Maybe that feels like a lot. Let's see. Is that even too much? Like I, I think that might. I think we might be going a little heavy here. Uh, they, we're two 18. years in 18. 18. All right. So I thought he played more games of shortstop than Mookie this season. I was wrong. <laughs> but you're saying that, that he should be playing shortstop. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you can point to pretty much every problem on this roster and say Mookie could have fixed that theoretically. Mm. And in practice, because the Dodgers have been doing it. The Dodgers had a shortstop problem this year. Miguel Rojas was dog shit. They said, hey, Mookie, why don't you go step in for him? We could have done that when Kike was the uh, idea at shortstop. I'd say, yo, Mookie, you got it. Kike, you're better in the outfield. Go out there. Second base has been a hole since Dustin Pedroia got cleated by Machado. Mookie could have done that. That's his natural position. You brought it up earlier today. Mm -hmm. He could have done any of this. You never trade that guy. People talk about Babe Ruth for 86 fucking years. I can't talk about Mookie Betts for five. I'm just over it. Like it's just. I would love to be over it, Jared. I know. (laughs) I'd love to be over it. I think it's just hard to like imagine him on this team. It would just look so different. Yeah, because Xander would be here too. It would be a good team. It would look much different. I agree. So you think if Mookie's here, Xander's here too, and Devers? Well, I don't think they. I don't think they go well. Again, when Mookie was sold uh, for Magic Beans, we were told they could only keep two out of three. How many of those guys are here? That promise fell right through the fucking ground. One's here because yeah. they misread the, the market. They didn't think the Padres owner was like trafficking cocaine or whatever the fuck he does and <laughs> needed to wash $200 million real quick. Yeah, it's yeah. And and I said this earlier today when I was talking to Matt McCarthy, we were in the the producer's room there and we were, the subject of Mookie came up. And I said, uh, I'm exhausted about having to talk about Mookie and the fact that he was here this past weekend and it's come and gone does not mean that this is the end. I said, you know, what's next? He's like, what's next? 
And I said, five years from now, when everyone says Devers can't play third base anymore, and he's got to be this $30 million designated hitter, and Mookie's still an MVP, MVP caliber player, and it's like they they did go 300 plus million dollars for one of the guys but they they did it for the wrong guy. They also didn't have to. They should have signed Devers the the while the ink on Austin Riley's contract was still wet. You save 100 million right there. Dombrowski, Dombrowski's not off the hook for any of this shit. He's the one who cheaped out on Xander's deal and gave him the opt out. Xander shouldn't yeah. have even been a free agent. All of them could have been affordable for way less than they got. And I'm happy those individuals got paid generational changing money. I'm happy for them. They still could have got a shit ton of money if the Red Sox just planned it out better, had a little bit of foresight. That's what bothers me. And that starts with ownership. Anyone focused on Hyman Cora is missing the point entirely. And you can be thankful for the four championships from ownership and still be like, hey, what the fuck? Liverpool fans know our ownership better than we do. Yeah, I, I don't think that's a crazy that's a crazy way to look at it. Because like we said, we saw the Mookie Betts negotiations over time. Now, do I think you were ever going to get a deal done? No, because he wanted to hit free agency. That was what he was going to do. That doesn't no mean you can't what. get a deal done. No, that's you go to free agency and you hope you get the deal done. I think where we differ on the point, Coley, like, do you agree that he took the Dodgers deal because of COVID? There was COVID in Boston. That's why you don't trade him. Like Shohei, I think the Angels have a much better no, chance signing Shohei cool. right now because he's hurt. Because other teams now are going to go to him and say, hey, we don't want you to pitch. Hey, we're going to give you a little bit less because we don't know how you're going to hold up as a pitcher. You don't know what could happen. You give yourself as much time as possible to figure out, hey, can we actually keep this guy? If he walks, no one blames you when a player walks. They blame you when you trade him. And your own source, the Boston Globe, leaks that it was a $300 million deal. Mookie, to this day, has never said he was given a $300 million deal. People thought he was lying about that's insane. John Henry's been sewering legends year after year. Terry Francona, he called him a pillhead when he fired him. David Ortiz, he made dance for his supper every fucking season. That's why he shattered. That's why he stormed into Terry Francona's press conference when, he, when an RBI got taken off the board because he knew every year he had to go into that front office and negotiate a one-year fucking deal. Every yeah, year. I, I, why does I, anyone believe this fucking guy? The way I look at it with the Mookie Betts situation overall and how that played out, I do do. I don't think he's taken 360 million. There's a reason he didn't take that deal in February when he got traded. Ken Rosenthal had the report that day. He was going to hit free agency. That, I'm not telling you that's a reason why you should have traded him, but you were going to have to go the Aaron Judge route. That was the way it was going to have to play out in front of you. And you throw that money on the table. I think the Red Sox looked at it and said, you know, if we're going to, we don't know if we're going to walk away, we need to get something. That's the fair criticism. That's where the criticism comes down to. I think that's their explanation for it. When it comes so down to the, the money. trade for him? Because I think they thought they could convince him. And I think they realized during no spring training. Yeah, and I think during <laughs> spring training. I think during spring training, right? They tried and they failed. He wasn't into it. When the entire landscape changed and people didn't know what the future of baseball was, he ended up coming down. And that's fine. Props to him, dude. He has the right. He deserves it. He didn't it, come he down. He didn't. That's the part where we. No, where that's just wrong. I think he wanted over $400 million. No, I think he didn't. He, I, I think he and did personally. The Red Sox offered what? Like, realistically, 280 We know it's I, I don't know. Rob Bradford had it at 310 the other day. Real is all right. Let's call it. I'm giving you what let's Rob Bradford's do, report is. Let's call it. Can we agree on 300? 300. That works perfect. He I don't offered, know why 310 would be inaccurate. 
I don't know. Uh, where's he getting I'm just, it from? I'm giving it's Rob Bradford and Lou Merloni. Those are the two reports we have him from. I'm not saying what they were told. I'm not saying they weren't told that. I doubt like when Mookie was asked to his face last week, he laughed and he said, go ask ownership. He also talked about how he wasn't set on going to free agency. And, and he had multiple quotes where he said he was going to free agency straight to Jason Donato. We read him word for word on here. No, he, I, I don't doubt that he was going unless he was overwhelmed. He was always going to go to free agency. I still have no problem overwhelming him. However, that's like what he's described and what even the Red Sox have described since he left. It's not enough money. Is, no, no, no. It's negotiating. He like they mm-hmm. offered uh, uh, like way too little, like no matter what you say, way too little. He said, come up. And then they they ended negotiating. There was no. What about three twenty five? What about three? that never happened? They said, oh, you want four hundred? You're traded. There was no. What about three twenty five? We have no, the Joel Sherman report that they cut off negotiations. Mookie Betts camp was no longer willing to take offers. But the Red Sox didn't even try. Like the, the Dodgers, you just said, did the same thing. So that's fine. But that doesn't mean you trade them. When you trade a guy like that, you're saying we will not be the highest bidder. We know. That. Yeah. And I think Which that's where it is. Which I think is where the fair criticism is in all of this, where if you were willing just to say whatever and throw the fucking money at them, you would have done it. They didn't think they could handle it where they were as an organization. That's the fair criticism to ask to the cows come home. That, that's always gonna, where it goes down to. His AAV is 30.4. <laughs> yeah, no, and that, that's what he, so he took 360, right? And we know how that played out. 365. Yeah. 365, excuse me. Um, but I, I think that's what it is. I think he's asking for more if none of this happens. I think there's a reason why he didn't agree to the deal in spring training because we knew like hell the Dodgers were trying with everything to get that fucking deal done. You're telling me now you suddenly are okay with the money. The money works for you five days before when everyone thinks the COVID season isn't going to go. But even like that's not a fair point either because they why? didn't get him for 310. What, what, what does that have to do with anything? They didn't sign him for the amount the Red Sox are like trying to champion. Like we offered him. No, he got fifty five million more dollars than that. Like the Red Sox were never close. I'm not trying to champion the Red Sox offer. That's not what I'm doing at all. I think I'm just saying I don't think he ever hits free agency if COVID doesn't happen. Or I think he hits free agency. I'm not denying COVID COVID changes things, but that's That's the exact reason I'm saying you don't. That's why you don't trade him, though. I'm not saying you have to predict pandemics, but shit (laughs) happens. People get hurt. Numbers come down for various reasons. The Red Sox were never in the ballpark. They were never even at the table discussing the, the remotely the same things he was discussing. It was insulting. They did it with Xander, too. Like, they yeah, insult it- guys. And then it cost them more Devers. Like, it's, it's malpractice. Devers is great. I'm happy. What is he, like, the third highest paid player of all time? That's insane. Hey, you know, and I love Devers. Like, that's insane. Austin Riley got, what, 240? Yeah, 240. But he had more years of time before he was going to become a free agent. But, but, not, but you could have signed him the same day. You could have signed oh, him yeah, the no. same fucking day. Uh, which is like the, the Mookie Betts point, right? Like, that's the point we go to where he should have been signed in, you know, fucking 2016, 2017, whatever. Well, listen, some guys. But they were jerking are, around him. They were jerking him around back then. We, we talked about it last episode with the arbitration and all that shit. They were always jerking him around. And I think it really comes down to at that time, they just didn't want to give out contracts like that. They realize now over time. Devers basically fucking forced him and had a gun to him and said, you're going to either give it to us or this franchise is going to become the most embarrassing thing in all of sports. And I think they realized, fuck, we do got to change our logic on that. Because I right. think the David yeah. Price contract, there was real scarring from how all that shit played out to them. And they shouldn't grow the fuck up, realize that's part of the business. But I think that's what stuck with them. And until they even made the Mookie Betts trade, it was still partially about David Price. The Price contract wasn't one of the top three worst contracts they give out that decade. <laughs> like, it's not even no. top three. 
It, agreed. And like, that's how you look. But they sat there and always said, well, the guy never became the ace they wanted to be. We're scared now to pay these pitchers, these veteran pitchers, whatever it may be. It's probably the same reason why Kevin Gosman's on in a fucking Red Sox uniform. Which is stupid. Just pick, pick up, up the, the fucking phone. phone. <sighs> but I'm excited to watch the kids. I don't hold anything against the kids. Coley, do you think Raphael is staying or do you think he goes down uh, with the bright you come I'll back? be furious if he goes down. <laughs> like what? Uh, the Yankees just called up like 14 year olds to come play just so people <laughs> watch the goddamn team. Like, what? do you think it's because like a Brayu once he gets back from paternity, will take that spot even with the Duran injury? Yeah. So the way I want, I'm with you. I'm like, and I just want to watch. Give me something interesting. The only fun thing right now is when Raphael comes to the plate because it's like, this is fresh. This is new. I want to see the guy play defense. But court wasn't willing to commit whatsoever every time they asked about him. And it feels like when they bring these kind of guys up, they're usually pretty like, nope, we're going to let this thing fucking ride. Let's see where it takes us. Especially at this point, I wouldn't be surprised if they treat him like Casas a year ago where they probably sent him down for a couple more weeks because a week before in the globe, they are criti- they're calling out his plate discipline once again. And whether however you want to feel about it, you know, I know people get fucking mad because I bring it up all the time, but I think the exact thing they brought up, the chase rate's about 47% at AAA. That's 50% higher than the average chase rate at AAA. Th- that's what they're upset about. They tried to change the dude's approach and they almost fucking broke him. Let's be real. At the beginning of this year, he stopped being Sedan Raffaella, went back, starts tearing up the minors again. I don't know. I-, I wouldn't be shocked if they wait and they say the last couple weeks of the season, once they're a little more, they bring him back up and let it run that way. Do you think, Just that's, because- to pr- do you think that's to protect his trade value? I think that's part of it, too, where they're scared he's going to come up in. I think we saw it a little bit. While it was awesome to see him hit the double in the first single, you know, the single, he's shooting a pitch that's out of the zone. The other two, they're attacking him out and he's kind of chasing a bit. I think there's going to be a legit adjustment period for him with the bat. The defense raises the level so much for him, though. Like, he carries such a high floor because of that. But I don't know. It's just weird to me that a week ago they said, no, we're going to take a Brayu, and now they're going to kind of change course on that. If I were them, I'd be like, all right, well, at this point, why not let the fucking kid play? But I think it's the trade value that they're going to hold on to. And I still think he needs work at AAA. Say what you will about the numbers. What was Vlad's yeah. chase rate senior? It's a good question. I imagine it was insane. Like, I I understand the concern. Pitching's better now than it was during his prime. But, like, some guys you're just going to let play ball. Like, I think he's one of them. He can, I will give him credit, his ability to put kind of the bat on the ball in those weird spots. It's it's like that Vlad Guerrero weirdness where it doesn't even fucking make sense. He's probably going to hit a ball that bounces in the dirt somewhere for a single one day. Right. But I, it might have been stats. It, Tovar was like his most similar comp in terms of all the batting analytics. And it just seemingly keeps going that route. I don't know. I think he's going to be better than that as a player. But we got to see it at some point. I want to at least see it the last couple of weeks of the season. I think they just look at Abreu and they see him as someone whose stock could jump if he can kind of find himself in the big leagues with that plate approach. His stock has jumped. Like I, people are shitting on the return they got for uh, Vasquez. Am I blanking? Yeah, Vasquez. I don't know why I was playing on his name. Like both those guys, Valdez obviously can't play defense like at all. And ideally, <laughs> you could make him and Rafael a one human being, and then you got no problems. <laughs> but we don't have that technology yet, so. I, it feels like a pretty good return. I think it was smart. I wish he was more aggressive. Like uh, Mauricio probably could have been had if he were more aggressive with the Mets. Like that's last year's problems, obviously. But that's where it's like, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't know what to think. Like I just want to watch the kids play. Obviously, the veterans 
like Justin Turner, let him get surgery, let him get rest. Like he's yeah, <laughs> let, it's let like him Yush- yeah, Yoshida. Yeah. This is the most. And I think Maloney. It was Maloney or it was uh, Malar was talking about it. It was like, yeah, when you play professionally in Japan, like you play in one time zone and you take the train to every game. Like and they have I'm, every Monday off. I'm mm. sure he's exhausted. Like he's gassed. I bet yeah. he's yeah. Like he's been topping balls for like a month now. Yeah, I'm sure he's exhausted. I, I bet he'll be a lot better next year. He'll be the guy we saw in the first half for the whole season. It would be nice. Yeah. It's just like, to me, and I agree with you, this is where you start sitting guys down. You got Duvall here, right? Like, you got Verdugo, ref Snyder, whatever. Who knows? Maybe something's wrong with his wrist. I know he had that whole thing going on today. It's just where he, I don't want Raphael up if he's not playing every day. And I think that's really the main conversation with it. Do they have every day at bats for him right now? Well, the story's going to be playing, hopefully, shortstop every single day moving well, forward. Well, their season ends soon anyway, right? Uh, Miners, yeah. Middle of September, right? That's all right. I thought it was earlier than that, honestly. Yeah, it might be. I thought that was kind of why they have like the call up dates around now is because miners just end. Yeah, the Woo Sox. Um, What's this month? They're going all the way to the 24th. September? Yep. It used to be shorter than that. And it's shorter at the other levels of the miners. Yeah. That kind of fits the Casas timeline too, pretty similar to last year. How? What have you liked or disliked about uh, Urias at second? I I'm a fan. I think he's basically what he was in Milwaukee, where you're you know he's going to be two thirty, two forty. The bats are pretty good. The defense at second base uh, never put him at shortstop. Never put him. No. I don't even really they like put him Devers at, third base. at short before they put yeah, him. That, at short. <laughs> that, that's the ultimate fucking disrespect. Devers just sits there in the shift and they're like, "Fuck it, we'll take the chance." But a couple nice plays from Arias. Yeah, put him at second base. Some kind of platoon of Pablo Reyes in him. I can accept that. That's enough for me next year because your team around you should be better than that with steps from Casas. Hopefully another year for Yoshida. Devers being closer to an MVP than what he's really been this year. I would pray to God Trevor Story is better than what he's been. And you kind of go hard from there. Worse. It is hard to be worse. Um, but His gloves you put those. Great. Oh, His amazing. gloves are unbelievable, but it's not the money. You didn't give him that much money for a glove. There was a pretty interesting stat. Um, how do you pronounce you guys? Bill Koch. How do you say it? Does that sound right? Cock. I think it's cock. Oh, it's is it really? Coke. It's typically Coke. Yeah. Let me see. He had a very scary stat on. Oh, yeah. Here. Trevor Story versus Breaking the cock Ball. Monster? Yeah, the cock monster. <laughs> 2019, he had 271 with a 36% whiff percentage. Every single year, it's like dropped significantly since then. It's 080 this year. But, you know, short sample size. Last year, it was all the way down to 203 with a 35% whiff percentage. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I like Trevor Story. I still think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be like a 240 guy, hit 20 jacks and run the bases, get you 15, 20 bags with good defense. That will get you pretty close to what that contract's worth. I know that doesn't make people happy. I know that's not Xander for some people, but, it, you know, well, you can become a three war player around that. And that's basically what your contract is a year. It's not close to Xander level, um, but I do like him running the bags. I, I feel like you know better than I do. Is this has his throwing motion changed? I, I honestly, I think it's more power because his angles are weird because he throws on the run. Angles right? are super weird. That's why I, I like asking. it, though. Yeah, it's working. I think it, it's working. Like his arm looks way better than it did last year. The surgery appears to knock on wood. The surgery appears to have worked. 
I just want him in the lineup. Like I don't we're two years in, oh for two, five left. Like it's I'll say that Kyle Crawford had a better first two years in Boston. <laughs> And people wanted him dead. So, like, yeah. Those are are different contracts for the era, right? Like, like different. There's more. Yeah, it was more. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, So, like, Carl Crawford was thought of much more highly at that time than, like, Trevor Story was. Um, But I think what Trevor Story. My mentions disagree, but. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I know you get it hard. Well, you were hard on the arm in the defense, which was fair. Leading up to it, like, uh, was fair. (laughs) But I don't think you ever thought he'd be able to handle shortstop again. He's proven he can handle it. I did. But I also said when I learned he was getting a new type of surgery, I was willing to see it. But I was also Mm. still concerned about his long-term health. Because if he got hurt again, rushing back for a team that we're talking about is dead, I didn't want him to rush back. You've already spent the money. You gave him an opt-in that no sane person wouldn't take. Like he's here for the longevity of the contract. He's here for seven years, five more. Like I didn't want him to get, he's on the team. I don't want him to get hurt doing something he couldn't do last year. They intentionally, when Xander had off days, he didn't play short. Like it's hard for me to be like, oh yeah, he'll be able to handle short. Do you, what do you think story is then moving forward? Like if you were to put a nail on it, is it, you think he's going to hit like 200? No, because I mean, he was off for so long and I know he was working on his arm and trying to get back to do that. But like guys coming out of Colorado, I I'm never that high on to begin with Aaron, uh, Arenado, I thought could do it. And he has uh holiday he- seemed like a guy who could play anywhere. Like is Todd Helton, the hall of famer. If he plays somewhere else, I don't know. I don't think so. So it, I don't know. It's, it's hard to judge Colorado guys, but, I was I wanted Simeon that offseason and it would have been a tough first four months if we had signed Simeon. I understand that. <laughs> the last uh, 16 would have been I would have been looking like a genius. And I would he get 220, something like that. He got more. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but I don't know. It's I, I just want him to be healthy going into next year. If his bat's streaky, it's streaky. I just can't have it be nothing like it's been now. And I understand he's coming back. I'm not trying to hold anything he does this season against him. Unless he gets hurt throwing the first, then I'll be furious. And, and again, not even at him. I'll be furious at the organization. Right, Jerry? I'm not a guess. I'm not a guess. Dude, you this look my, done. This is my fifth show today. I've been I've been doing shows since 9 a.m. And it's almost 11. When are you going to come do my show? Mm. You haven't asked me. I'm asking you right now. Uh, After the pod? Not tonight. Tonight? No, yeah. No, come on. We can do the 11 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so out of gas. I got nothing left. I feel like I, I went on my rant on this podcast and I just, my body's like, that's it. I've reached my, I've reached my max. But Jake, but I think there's one thing that could bring, bring me back to life right now. Don't do it. And that's an ice cold blue moon. Playoffs are just around the corner, so it's time to help your team out by sticking to your lucky rituals, like the ritual of enjoying an ice-cold blue moon while the game is on. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado. Make it your one-of-a-kind baseball tradition whether you're at the park or watching from home. Sounds like Tyler enjoyed plenty of blue moons at Fenway this year when he was busy ruining the Red Sox season. I mean, this dude went to two games this year. He lives in Massachusetts, went to two games, literally the worst two losses of the year. He went to Game 2 of the Blue Jays series when Reese McGuire got doubled up at second base to end the game in the ninth, and he was at Monday's loss when Bearclaw gave up 7,000 runs. 
Red Sox got swept in both series. If the Red Sox want to have any hope of success next year, they'll ban Tyler Milliken from getting anywhere near Fenway Park. I'd say at least 20 miles, which is unfortunate because Brockton's within 20 miles, so he's going to have to move, unfortunately. With its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander, Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a -a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and a smooth, creamy finish. Blue Moon was brewed by baseball to give you a dose of nostalgia and get you excited for the new season. Why strike out with the same old beer when you can get something one-of-a-kind? Its bold flavor, bright color, and iconic orange slice ritual guarantee a -a one-of-a-kind beer experience perfect for spring weather. Best served with its signature orange garnish to showcase its beautiful, bright color. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon, but you can enjoy it all season long. Brighten up your baseball traditions with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one of a kind every time. Check out shop.bluemoonbrewingcompany.com for baseball merch and visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash jared to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash jared. Blue Moon, made brighter. Celebrate responsibly Blue Moon Brewing Company Golden Colorado Ale. Thank you, Jake. It's working. <laughs> it's tonight the yeah. actual blue moon night. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, I heard about that. Um, I don't. I mean, we, I feel like we we talked about the sixth inning. That's really the only thing that's worth talking about in that Houston Astros series. Uh, we should on the defense with Bayo how that fucked them. I didn't agree with them taking him out as early as they did either. Yeah. Thought that was. I don't really give a fuck about uh, like the stop and shot. Put it this way, put it this way. The the gold bottles tweet for the rest of the season, lowercase. What can I? What can I do to the haikus to hurt them? Uh, no butterflies. Wow. Yeah, that's what. That's a good idea. No butterflies. Yeah. Or. I mean, make the butterflies like skull emojis. I like that more. You could, yeah, they don't have to be skulls, but you could, uh, you could replace the um, butterflies with something else. Hmm. <laughs> Dude, you're done. Holy shit. I'm exhausted. I, I, literally, this is my fifth show today. You need TikTok time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's the algorithm showing you these days? Uh, a lot of Bray Wyatt. Ah, rest in peace. Yeah, a lot of Bray Wyatt. Um, <sighs> a lot of Bray Wyatt. <laughs> where did where did he rank for you like personal favorites? All time? Yeah. Or even like um, modern era, not like when you were a kid. Obviously, that's different. But like last 10, 15 um probably two. Oh wow yeah roman and then that Bray. makes sense yeah he yeah. was electric like i i've been in and out of wrestling my whole life just as like a casual observer the first time i saw him cut the lights and come out with the lantern with his brothers i was like this guy gets it and vince mcmahon yeah. was like no he does not i'm burying him <laughs> every chance yeah. i get <laughs> yeah and then he would just come back with a gimmick that was way better than the last one Insane. every single time. And then they would just make him look. Yeah, it was terrible. But no, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's probably my second favorite wrestler since returning to. Well, I mean, I, 10, 15 years. So it's probably he, it's punk. 
Roman Bray in some form or fashion. Roman's got to be one. Well, I mean, I I think how it how I grew up a Kane fan. He took I just his mask off the last two thousand three. Stopped yeah. watching. Then he put it back on in two thousand eleven, I believe, and that's when I started watching again. <laughs> and then I came back because Kane put the mask back on. And then that's when I became a big CM Punk fan. And then Punk left. And then yeah, they ushered in the new era of Roman and Bray. And those are my guys. So like that era, like the last decade would be Roman and Bray for sure. I I'm exhausted. I need to go to bed. I left it out on the field today. <laughs> You're Kyle Bearclaw right now. I really am. Yeah. Toucher and rich this morning at nine baseball is dead at 10. Uh, the Jimmy Fun Telethon at two, Red Sox at four, uh, baseball hour at six, came home, name redacted, and I'm I'm gonna crush some TikToks. Fuck <laughs> out! I got nothing left. You want to sing? Nothing left. I don't want to sing. Why do people think your voice is good? By the way, because it is. No, it's it's not, dude. I listened to it you again today. That, you think that thousands of people were just making that up in line? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I listened to it again. I was do you like, think they? Do you think they had like a meeting where they were like, let's all like ha- have this funny inside joke where we tell Jared that his singing voice is amazing? I don't know. I don't know if it was like a pity thing. That they were there was a woman at Fenway Park tonight that said, um, "I was shocked at how good your singing voice is." I did tell my mom about this, and she said she was embarrassed that I said it publicly. She loves Celine a people, Dion. A lot of people think that you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was I am who like I am. The song of the '90s, like a whole decade. It's high School Musical, song Still of the going. 2000s. For sure no. not. No. Nope. <laughs> you guys see High School Musical three in theaters? The thong song was the song in the 2000s. That's right. Thong song. Tyler, I'm sorry. Please shut the fuck up. All right. Please. All right. Cut that out, Jake. You don't know no. what the thong song is? Thong. What the fuck's the thong? Is that is that like the big? You don't even know what it is? No. no. What the hell's the thong song? Why Are you be... fucking kidding me? I'll Google it. The thong. You don't know what the thong song is? Dude, no. Why? No. This thing right here is letting all the ladies know. Oh, wait. No, I think I do know the song. This thing right here. Oh, no, I don't know the song. It's letting all the ladies know what guys talk about. Tyler, are you fucking serious, dude? The finer things in life. You don't know what the thong song is? (laughs) No, no. Check it out. Ooh, that dress so scandalous and you know another nigga couldn't handle it mm. so you're shaking that thing like who's the ish love making music devilish you like dance you've never heard this song not once and you, this is the first time in your life that you're hearing the song i i'm reading the lyrics right now i'm learning as we go he's telling you've heard the thong song haven't heard it. Yes! Let's go! Jake! Yes! Jake! Jake agreed with me on something. That one hurts. This is is my World (laughs) Series. This is my World Series. I take that one to heart. That one hurts, Jake. Dude, what? Thank you. You've never heard the thong song. 
Never heard it. Oh my god. Jake, are you Holy <laughs> Jake? Holy <are> you... <laughs> Holy, what? What happened to Bullet? <laughs> <laughs> the board's tweaking. <laughs> oh. oh my god. Jake, are you 98 or 97? I don't know what to make of that. I was dead asleep. I was dead asleep on this podcast. Now I'm wide awake because you guys have never heard the thug song in your life. I, I didn't know it was this. It was played this much. Oh it, it, my God, Tyler! Is the thong a metaphor for something? No! <laughs> it's a thong, and it's a song for the thongs. Mm. It's a thong song. We didn't do metaphors in the early 2000s like you <laughs> no. crazy kids. We were very direct. Yeah, <laughs> this was just to the point. The, the thong, thong song. It's about the it's about thongs. It's about thongs. Song about it. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. I fucking can't stand you. This song came out like when me and Jake were born. <laughs> Like, this has I'm been, sorry. Well, this has been in movies. This has been in a lot of pop culture things. I can't. Dong song. Okay, it wasn't on the Disney Channel. I know that much, but it was everywhere no. else. I, you have I to don't watch know the what video. Nutty Professor Two. It was for sure in that. I mean, this what? is a I, this is a cultural staple. Drew, is, so you don't know anything about Cisco? Then you've never even heard of him. Nope. <laughs> I've heard of Foxy Brown. I think she made that shark in the water song. Just stop. I can't. Just stop. I'm glad that you were here. A shark Holy, in the water. I'm glad that you were here. If I had to sit here and have a fucking quarter life crisis, midlife crisis, whatever you want to call it. Well, like, I would have felt like I was in the twilight zone. Just like with two aliens that were like, what, are, what is the thong song? What do you mean? What is the thong song? I mean, it happens to everyone. It happens to every generation. But this, I didn't expect it to happen like this. No, 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 no. This was unsettling. This was uncomfortable. It was. Jake's a man of culture, too. Like he's. That's what I'm saying. What does that mean? <laughs> you're sending shots at me. I'm a man of culture. No, you're no. not. I have culture. No, you don't. I, I know some stuff. <laughs> They've never heard the thong song. No, it's, it's unsettling. Would you, would you play that around children? You look like you're 40, dude. I'm 25. <laughs> you're the one who's 40, okay? <laughs> I'm not 40. Oh, 34. I'm 25. Okay, but you, you're aging horribly is what I'm saying. I look great for my age. <laughs> Holy, stop laughing. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be that mean. It was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm He's not like, aging look horribly. Like, look, look at my like hairline. <laughs> you look like death is knocking on your door, pounding even. My hairline is intact. Hurry up in there. I got <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I have nice teeth. I had braces as a child. Uh, only for a year and a half, which eating. speaks to the strength that what the eating? No, I said that's cheating. If you have bra- like, oh, I have nice cheating. teeth. Oh, yeah, it's braces. Cool, man. Listen, the, it's done. It's already happened. I can't fix what greatness is in my mouth. 
stop trying to change the subject. The fact that you've never listened to the song. You're, I mean, you thought you were going to get crushed like this past week when people were coming at you for saying High School Musical was better than Titanic soundtrack. Just wait till they find out that you've never heard the thong song. You are in for it. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think people, my, me and Jake Sage, will understand. <laughs> Dude. That's like, I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm 34, but I have Pink Floyd tattoos. Like, they... They came out in the 70s, the 60s and the 70s. I love that. Like you can have appreciation for music that is great before you were born. I do. <laughs> Cisco, the thong song is now the other, the dark side of the moon of our generation. <laughs> Honestly, like, I mean, Coley, you're trying to tell me that the thong song wasn't as meaningful in the 2000s as Dark Side of the Moon was in the I, 70s? You could argue uh, they're the same title. Uh, you get what I'm saying. <laughs> the song is, in fact, the dark side of a moon. People that are is. not talking about it enough. No, they're uh, really not. I mean, no, the song song. I mean, the video, too, like you couldn't turn on the radio. And to your point about children, like Jared and I were like 12 when this song came yeah, out. Yeah, like 99 I, or whatever. Like, I mean, I would go to so 10. Yeah. Yeah. We would have middle school dances. Grind the fuck every out of time, some chicks to this. Yeah, every time the middle school dances came around, it was a Friday night. We did the Friday night at the YMCA. Every Friday, there was a dance at the YMCA. And then once a month on a Saturday night, they would do the church basement dances. And the church prom. song would get... No, not church prom. Uh, the uh, the thong song would come on every single time throughout my entire middle school career. If there was a dance, the thong song was played and dmx like i i was like they would always have like a sheet where you could request songs uh and i was always the dmx guy and then there was always the thong song guy in my prom DMX, this is me in seventh grade oh. you know this song tyler yeah dmx yeah 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 You've heard this song a million times. A million times. All right, so you've heard you've heard this song a million times, but the thong song zero times. Correct. That makes no sense. Jake, that's like can you agree? Like, no, no, no. That's like saying, like, no, no, no. I David Ortiz, I've heard of him. Manny Ramirez, who's that? Who's Manny? All I'm saying is I know Jake's gonna say the same thing. He knows that song as well. Okay. And he doesn't know the other. That's two people here. Oh, when this song came on, all the bitches would just flock. We Like when I was at like middle school prom, I, I wasn't getting crazy with this kind of oh. music. It was like Kesha and Katy Perry and like, oh, just all you had to do was just stand around. Beethoven? What? Is that Beethoven? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Where, where is it? Get to the good part. Oh, <laughs> all the girls were like, oh, my God, where's the rocket? Where's the rocket? Where's the rocket? Oh, my God. Right, we'll Slow dance time. Slow dance time. Yeah, they couldn't, they couldn't get to where I was fast enough. I prayed for someone night. Have you heard this song before? No. You're lying. Let me hear I'd crump to the song. You've heard the song. It sounds familiar. You know what? The, there, what was the other slow dance song called? See, that sounds like, like there was like three of them. That sounds like love making. Life has changed. This, I know that one. Another one. In, 
I knew back. All the girls, the second that this note hit, they're like, ah, we should, ah. And they would, they would run over and I'd be like, all right, all right, bitches, one at a time, one at a time. And I just pick one. Be like, hey, hold on, I'm let me put down my Mountain Dew. Jesus Christ, give me a second. And you start slow dancing. They probably smelled awful. <laughs> you know this song? I don't know this one. I, I, what do you want me to tell you? Come do on. Know, do Come they on. know Shaggy? If they don't know Shaggy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They definitely do. Yeah. I mean, I, we can't say definitely. Anymore. Oh, you've yeah. heard this song yep. a million times. Jake, Jake, Jake. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Angel, though? Uh, <laughs> this song? Oh, you know it was a great song in middle school? Nope. You hear this one? <laughs> you know this song? I don't think so. Oh, come on. Terrible, dude. You got to know that one. Petey Pablo? Well, you got to let it play. Like, <laughs> when I was a kid, like I, I was listening to like Kanye and like Wiz Khalifa. A lot of Wayne. What did you say? I, when I was like, you got to think, when I was in like middle school and I was like, you know, growing up, I was like a lot of Kanye, a lot of Wiz Khalifa, Mac Miller. Like, this was another, this was another slow dance. Every, every girl, <laughs> every girl was like, oh man, where's he at? Where's he at? I thought you were going to like the new boys all or the something. Girls. What? what are you saying, ladies? What are you saying? Uh, all right, yeah. <laughs> you're not fucking you know this. this one. You're this not, movie you're literally, not fucking this. This came from a movie about a rocket, did it not? Yeah. You know this. Jake, you know this? Oh, yeah. yeah. I could stay awake just to hear you breathe. Yep, I've heard this one. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. It's very creepy. <laughs> this reminds me of that Shania Twain song. In the sweet surrender. You know this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Forever. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. Wow. It's a good song. That those are the three main uh, <laughs> slow dance songs. We only had three of them. Uh, you know, it was very funny. Uh, so we, for seventh grade, this was September 01, we mm -hmm. had a dance that was scheduled for, what's that, the 15th, 14th, whatever the Friday was that week. It got pushed back a week to to let the ashes settle. And, and they played... Um, 
fuck, what patriotic? Because like the last song was always a slow dance song. Uh, they played I'm Proud to be an American, which was the fun. Even in seventh grade, a freshly 12-year-old goalie maker was like, this feels a bit much. This feels... <laughs> yeah. This, we've all... We're, we're, I'm trying to pop a boner here, buddy. This isn't... <laughs> This is the song. The yeah, I'm I'm trying to get my prepubescent cock four inches <laughs> rock hard right now, pal. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think what? we did Bruno Bruno Mars when I was your man. I think was the slow dance song in my eighth grade. Uh, what what is that semi? Whatever they call it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. Church prom. No, that was the public school one. We don't, oh, we don't play okay, that at church. Bad, sorry. Bad, well, that was a nice little trip down memory lane. <clears throat> it was funny because like they would play slow songs like that. And then out of nowhere, they would just hit you at Slipknot. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> they'd be like, you'd like finish your slow song. And then out of nowhere, they'd hit Slipknot. And you'd be like, oh, OK, all right. Different vibe. Different vibe. My bad. We never got Slipknot. Yeah. The knot oh, never I came miss, on. The knot never came on at your middle school dances. No. Oh, you didn't. You guys didn't do it right then. I promise we did. Especially CM. no, 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 no. They came far no, no. and wide to go to the CM dance. I don't want to hear it. No. Yeah, no. They. Uh, no, they. They. The they CM dance would have made you shit. You would. You never saw it <laughs> like that. No, I guess not. We, we had were, video we were boards. We the blessed everything. sacrament blessed sacrament basement there was one <clears throat> when i was in eighth grade there was one night where uh i mean obviously like they shut the lights off and there was one kid that started like screaming crying and said that he got stabbed <laughs> and then the, sh- the the chaperones started crying and freaking out they're like oh my god how could this happen like how could someone have a knife and but it was like there was like a screw sticking out of the wall and like the kid like scraped himself on it. Like the police were there and it's like, no, dude, scraped himself on a fucking screw hanging out of the hanging out of the wall in this thousand year old church. The 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 girls used to have these like light up little things that they would like put in their mouth for some reason. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then you would get them and you would chuck them. Because everyone played baseball, so everyone was like, watch this. And I remember once I just heaved one. And so uh, I, someone grabbed my shoulder. They went, nice throw, Griffey. And I just went, thanks. And he was like, no, idiot, you're in trouble. I was like, fuck. I thought he was <laughs> admiring, admiring the cannon. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, all right. Uh, I'm going to, I want to go to bed. Now that, now that my heart is racing from, <laughs> All, all these banger songs now i have to now i have to like wind down somehow all right we got to take a break and talk about zin nicotine pouches we're always talking about what a team needs to get to number one but zin nicotine pouches are already there zin has helped millions of people achieve lasting chains earning the title of america's number one nicotine pouch if you're a smoker or you're a dipper looking to make a change look no further than zin Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is available in a wide range of varieties, including spearmint, citrus, and even coffee. And it's available in two strengths so you can control your nicotine satisfaction. Because it's discreet, you can enjoy it anywhere, anytime, so you never have to miss a moment of the game. Plus, 
Every can of Zinn earns you points towards premium items like tailgating gear, top-of-the-line tech, Zinn swag, even gift cards. Find your Zinn at your local convenience store or online at Zinn.com. That's Zinn, Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Um, uh, Jake's takes. I'm not even joking. I literally got an email today that was like, please start listing music used in each episode. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I think I'm just going to start that on Monday. (laughs) I mean, like, we're definitely not supposed to use it, right? Oh, no, this is getting ripped right off. How do we do that on YouTube, right? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's because we talk over it. It's like. It's not like you're not like playing the song, you're like narrating over the song. You're just supposed to give credit, even if you do that. And you just played like 20 songs for <laughs> yeah. playlists. Yeah. None yeah. of which Jake has ever heard of. <laughs> right. Right. It's like, man, these are hot in the year 2000. Jake's like, ah, it doesn't help me at all, man. That was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Reach out to Coley if you need the song list. <laughs> if you need the playlist from episode, what is it? 120? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. my parlay is gonna hit tonight too i'm excited about that if uh i had mookie two plus total bases freddie two plus total bases <clears throat> they both hit by like don't the you inning. say his name don't do it marcus don't do it that used to crack me up when jbj used to only refer to him as marcus they'd be like you know saw that catch out in uh right field tonight like what'd you think about that play that mookie made and jackie would just be like marcus <laughs> that was a great catch. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go cry. It's been real. Uh, Tyler, any final thoughts? I would love to have my own singing performance one day. That's yeah, all well, I'm asking yeah, for at some you know, point. Make a, bet, make a bet that you feel like you could win. I do it all the time. Hmm. Okay, I'll think of one. It's a strategy. Okay. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. Take, uh, take it out of my hands, put it in God's hands. I bet you'll fall for this. I'll bet you fall for this. <clears throat> fall for what? These nuts. That's a bet. I won. Uh, you didn't put a wager on that. Yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, uh, that was that's not really how bets done. work. Yeah. No, no, it's not at all. Uh, <clears throat> Coley, any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, everyone on YouTube, go over, subscribe to the only teams that matter. Uh, for me and my pal Kev, we're talking some baseball. Jared's committed to be on. 17 episodes over the next 17 weeks uh mm-hmm. so look forward to that what Where you... oh no i'm just like pointing at you to put the yeah jake's on. hyperlinked it there he needs more work he's yep. he's put the hyperlink yeah. right there but no when do you record sunday nights or so oh, perfect we don't we record on sundays too so that'll be awesome to do for sure no i we can hours. i could do more than one episode a week i could make an exception mm-hmm. for jerry i'd love to do that but yeah, no, you when you start a baseball show, it's best to do it in August. And it's best to have it be a Red Sox Yankees centric podcast when, when it's they both the, suck. the worst. Like they've never both been this bad simultaneously. Not in my entire not, life not has this happened. Time, no. Not yeah. once. Uh so that's not when you do one. it. That's that's how you do it. <clears throat> yeah. That's how you I'm gonna get the Sox prospects guys on because what else is there to talk about with these fucking teams? Nothing. Nothing. Um, all right. 
Uh, Coley, thank you for for joining us here today. Um, we'll uh, be looking forward to you joining the podcast uh, more often. Definitely. Okay. Right. Not cool. always sitting here like this, but no, you can call. There's not a lot of catch up to be given out the rest of the <laughs> no. year. I also think I like. I don't know how you guys feel about it. Maybe what we have to think on it. Maybe Clark's catch up series MVP is discontinued until next year. Wow. It is depressing to ask people to vote when the team. <clears throat> yeah, who cares? What What if you change it to like uh, youngster of the week? <laughs> it was worse. I, we have to think on it. We have to think on something it. down on the farm. Hey, we we need better vibes if we're going to make it through. We have what twenty eight games this, left. This was fine. This was. I, I don't think it was a depressing podcast. You I were think it dead. Was, uh, you were miserable. For you were, I'm exhausted. Me and Coley were just talking to each other. I'm literally exhausted. It has nothing to do with the the team. It's just I am out of gas. I was for today. Kyle Barracuda for this show. I was I was called and I said aware this episode. <laughs> Kyle Barracuda. Kyle Barracuda. <laughs> Way better than Bear Claw. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back. What's what fucking day is today? Today's Wednesday. We'll be, so back, we'll be Sunday? back on Sunday. <clears throat> All right, enjoy your off day. If you're listening to this, watching this on Thursday, and we'll be back on Sunday. Okay, bye. Buenas noches, amigos. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.